High School Football is on the air. HavenFootball.net and the Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper are pleased to present tonight's Strathaven football game. Tonight's game is between the 4-0 Garner Valley Jaguars and your 4-0 Strathaven Panthers. Pulling away is Schuler at the 30, and he will go 90 yards with his first touch of the season, Matt Schuler. He sees the rush coming, and they've got him wrapped up. Down he goes into the arms of Mason Green, his second sack in as many weeks. Tonight's game is sponsored by... The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper, true local coverage of Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding neighborhoods. Published since 1893. Steve Tobbs, Allstate Insurance and Media. Auto, home, and life. You're in good hands with Allstate. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore, your friendly neighborhood bank. Make today the day. AMF Auto Clinic, taking care of your cars since 1961. Located in Brookhaven on Edgemont Avenue. The Delaware County Daily Times, all high school sports every day. If it happens in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Sandy McCulley at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Media. Give her a call when buying or selling your home. Here are tonight's internet announcers, the voices of the Strathaven Panthers, Brian Carroll, Pete Fulginetti, Andrew Kaufman, and Mike Mayer. Number one against number two. In the short term, if you picked up the Delaware County Daily Times today and looked at Matt Smith's Super 7 in Delaware County, you've got number one, Garnet Valley, against number two, Strathaven. If you want to look over the last 40 years of high school football in Delaware County, you look at the winningest coach in Delaware County history on the Strathaven sideline, Kevin Clancy, with 323 career wins. Number two in that uh category is Mike Rickey in his 35th and final season at Garnet Valley. Just picked up his 250th win a couple weeks ago. So number one against number two, well, you look at the District 1 playoff, uh, or, or the points, the total offensive points. Strathaven, top ranked in all of District 1, averaging 50 points per game, right behind them at 49.9, number two, Garnet Valley. And number one over, well, the most of the 90s and early 2000s, Strathaven with two state titles, four trips to the state finals, a state record 94-game win streak. Certainly maybe number one in terms of a, an overall tradition, but right on their heels over the last decade and a half, Carnet Valley with a state finals appearance themselves, seven sta- uh, Central League titles since joining in 2008, and again, the overall dominance with three straight Central League crowns trying to make it a fourth in Mike Rickey's swan song. So number one and number two, let's get ready to rumble indeed. The undefeated Panthers and Jaguars ready to go here on HavenFootball.net tonight. And we are thrilled you're joining us live or on the archive. Good evening, everybody. Brian Carroll bringing play-by-play here from George L. King Field on another incredibly beautiful night for football. We have been blessed with amazing weather on Fridays and Saturdays over the last couple of, well, first month of the season. And in week five here, again, a beautifully clear night. Should be an outstanding game. We have a tremendous crowd here at Strathaven. In fact, uh, Matt Smith from the Delaware County Times just parking. He said, I don't remember the last time I had to park at the tennis courts uh, at Strathaven just to find my way into the stadium. So, again, great crowd here tonight. Uh, if you're joining us live or on the archive, uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you. And hopefully... 
uh, very excited for what should be, on paper, a very competitive game. The whispers around the league from the beginning of the year was that Garner Valley and Strathaven would maybe be the top two teams so far through four weeks. It seems to be that way. That's not to discount that we still have a half a season of football to play. But uh, tonight, this could go a long way in determining Central League superiority. Uh, but both teams, I think, through the first month of the season, have put themselves in great position for Strathaven at the 5A level, for Garnet Valley at the 6A level, for a, a really nice uh, spot in the playoffs and hopefully a long run through those District 1 playoffs at their respective levels. And uh, tracking all of that, of course, uh, through the website and broadcast each week, Mike Mayer joining us, as always, with the color commentary and engineering and everything else on the website. And, uh, Mike, we're, you know, Garnet Valley has uh, run roughshod over the league, frankly. Uh, they haven't lost uh, since November of 2017 when Springfield knocked them off uh, in league games. So, uh, again, the Garnet Valley fans, rightfully so, feeling very good about their chances this year with a senior-laden team. You've got 40 fantastically talented seniors leading the way. Um, but Strathaven, boy, have they looked sharp through the first month. No doubt. And, of course, that's one of Garnet Valley's strengths. You say 40 seniors. That's the size of most of these teams' football team. I mean, 43, 44. That's a good turnout for most high schools, uh, particularly in a 5A classification, Garnet Valley 6A. But even at 6A, they, Garnet Valley is suiting up 100 players. They fully pl- are almost fully yeah. platoon, both offense and defense. That's virtually unheard of in this part of the world for high school football. And they've been doing it for years. And what they've created is basically some well-rested. They've got some great talent. Uh, And, of course, the whole reason for the 5A, 6A, 4A concept is the larger the school, the larger classification. The idea is that the pool of players you're going to be able to pull from from your student body uh, will be bigger, stronger, better technically because you're drawing from a larger group. However... There are plenty of 6A teams that have not particularly fared well under those circumstances for many, many years. But the bottom line is Garnet Valley, this is really the only opportunity for Strathaven to play Garnet Valley because being the Garnet Valley is 6A and, and Haven is 5A, they will never meet in a playoff situation. But, you know, that's uh, bragging rights for the Central League. If you can make a run, which is what Strathaven is doing, this is the people they have to get by. This is their big night. So. Certainly, certainly are. And the roar you hear below us and uh, in front of us uh, is for really both teams uh, making their way out onto the field here. Garnet Valley in their road whites with white helmets and uh, jerseys and pants head to toe with Garnet numerals. They have made that easy on the broadcasters tonight uh, with those away jerseys. Their home jerseys with the uh, black numbers on Garnet. Tough to read tonight. Hopefully you're doing okay. And that louder roar below us means the Panthers are on the field now. Come crashing through and meeting at the 50-yard line with the American flag in uh, the hands of Nate Perlman. They are in all black tonight with the silver helmets and fired up, ready to go, trying to defend the home turf here on George L. King Field. The last win for Strathaven and only win for Strathaven in Gar- against Garnet Valley came back in 2010. Uh, the last time this, that Strathaven won the Central League and went on to the, at that time, 3A, the second biggest classification, 3A district title, that 2010 team was special. And they uh, won it on the strength of an extra point that night, 21-20. to 20. Coach Clancy spent uh, that afternoon in the hospital, That's believe right. it or not. I remember that came game in well. at halftime to the locker room with the team trailing by two scores. And, and apparently didn't say a word. Didn't say a word, but uh, <laughs> the magic happened in the second half of that game. Uh, and and Garnet Valley pulled off uh, what was really a, a big turning point in their season on the way to their last central title back in 2010. Uh, 
frankly, these kids were uh, in diapers uh, at that time. So that's uh, not maybe uh, much that these, certainly what they would remember. Uh, but the players on the field tonight, certainly ready to go. Statistically, uh, again, these teams could not be much more even uh, in terms of your points and yardage. Style of play, uh, certainly both teams just love to ground and pound, and we've joked for years to say both of these head coaches would rather the ball never be in the air. But uh, when you have talented quarterbacks like both teams do this year, they've both been throwing it around a, a good bit. So, you know, for Garnet Valley this year, Max Busenkel, who as a sophomore uh, a couple of years ago, jumped into, actually, I'm sorry, as a junior last year, jumped into the, dis- the Central League Championship game after their starter was injured. Um, his first varsity snaps were with his team trailing Marple Newtown. They came all the way back. Uh, for a blowout victory that night. But, uh, you know, Busenkel to the tune of 80% completions. Yeah, uh, 20, 25 for 31 through the first four weeks. He is cooking. And, of course, Sam Milligan uh, completing nearly 70% of his passes for Strathaven as well. So we may see some fireworks tonight uh, through the air. Uh, we will certainly talk about um, with, uh, and in the meantime, we've got uh, the playoff, I'm sorry, the Captains are That's meeting fine. at midfield here. We've got some uh, confusion in the press box here yep. on who's sitting where. But uh, in the meantime, captains are meeting at midfield for the Panthers tonight. Defensive end, Nate Perlman. Two-way lineman, Nick Filios, along with Matt Schuler and Chase Barlow. And for Garnet Valley, you've got Matt Rickey, Nolan Brennan, C.J. Wood, and somebody else. Turn around, young man. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Will Resnuski, whose uh, father played here at Strathaven. So I, I was of, uh, so busy with the confusion in the box. Who, yeah. who won the toss? Garnet Valley won the toss. They deferred to the second half. Strathaven okay. will get the ball first here tonight. Thank you, Andrew. Glad somebody was uh, paying, paying attention, attention more right. than more than Mike and I. But uh, here we go. Ready to uh, rock and roll here indeed. And uh, we're thrilled to have you joining us here on HavenFootball.net. So, at this moment, let's take a short time out. Be back in a few moments for the tail end of the National Anthem and the opening kickoff. Live on week five here in Strathaven uh, Middle School. Be back in a moment. You probably have a deductible of $500 on your car insurance. Why shouldn't it shrink each year you drive safely? Allstate thinks it should, down to nothing. Can you afford not to be in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Your car is probably your second biggest investment. And AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven wants to keep that investment in tip-top shape. AMF Auto Clinic has been maintaining automobiles since 1961. And they take pride in their work and in keeping your car in perfect running order. From inspections to general maintenance and repair, you can trust your auto investment to AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven. Call for an appointment today at 610-872-2167. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to High School Football right here on HavenFootball.net. That's the 12th man, the Strathaven Marching Unit. 
335 strong and then some tonight as the middle school joined them for the pregame performance. So, again, terrific night here for uh, also the youth uh, program, the Strathaven Youth Football Program uh, had kids out here. So, uh, again, just a terrific atmosphere, beautiful night for it. And the Panthers will receive the opening kickoff uh, and be moving left to right as we start this first quarter. So we'll see uh, if they even get a chance to return this kickoff. As uh, Zach Libertor, senior, quite a senior kicker, he does. He's uh, <laughs> getting some looks from uh, some of the PSAC schools. Uh, Kutztown is interested, perhaps, to have him kick and punt. Um, and uh, he's most of his kickoffs so far this season have ended up in the end zone. There have been very few returnable kicks uh, for the opposition, but now they're going to switch sides. Okay, so they're getting it figured out. Strathaven will actually move right to left, east to west here in the first quarter. Uh, as we mentioned, Coach Clancy picked up his 323rd win a week ago, 256 of them at Strathaven since jumping in in 1991. And Mike Rickey in his 35th year, 250 wins for the Jaguars head coach. And he will... You're the first one to tell you it's not about him at all. It's about the kids. And uh, if you read the article in the Daily Times today, he wanted to minimize the, hey, it's Coach Ricky against Coach Clancy. So this is, you know, this is the kids getting out a chance to play. All right, here we go. Garnet Valley huddles at the 40-yard line in a bunch formation here. Uh, we'll see if they decide to spread out or try something tricky on the opening kickoffs. Libertour will... Turn his back to the defense here and get everybody lined up for a traditional set. All right. Standing deep to return, Austin Connor at the 10-yard line. He's flanked by Aiden Sutherland and Chase Barlow at their 5-yard line. All right. Libertour steps into it. Line drive kick is going to come to Connor, who takes it inside the 5 at about the 2-yard line. Comes up the left hash mark, looks for running room, bounces towards the near sideline momentarily. He's tripped up at the 25-yard line, and that gets the Panther offense on the field. They're averaging 10 yards per play, 50 points per game, and quarterback Sam Milligan is under center. Fullback is Anthony Crawford, Matt Schuler, and Chase Barlow, the halfbacks. Mason Green and Nate Perlman, the tight ends. We'll see Aiden Sutherland in there as well. The center is Jack Beck. Guards, Ethan Barrara, Nick Filios, Jake Millett, and Aiden Williams are your bookend tackles. They start with a split end to the right and a wing to the right as well. Under center, Milligan on first down. They give it to Schuler, looking for running room off the right side. He's wrapped up quickly. Will Rosniewski along with C.J. Wood in quickly on the stop. The Garnet defense, it's Nolan Brennan, all second team all central last year at nose guard. He's got Kieran Gallagher and Austin Sorkanich on either side of him at tackle. Outside backers, Drew Van Horn, he's your blitzer. And Will Rosniewski, he was first team all central last year. He was in on that last tackle. Inside backers, Drew Jackless and Joey Halloran. Corners are Luke Lassick and Max Busenkel. Safeties are Ryan Saunders and C.J. Wood. No gain for Schuler on first down, second and ten. Give us to Crawford, looking for room off the left side, not much doing. Panthers are going to have their hands full against yep. a strong, strong defense that's averaging or allowing only ten points per game. So it'll bring up third down and long right off the bat as Crawford goes for just two. Not much push up front here for the Panthers. Aiden Sutherland's going to check in and. Perlman checks out. No, and Garnet Valley stretched out shoulder very effectively. Uh, no gain on the first play. Garnet's strength on the defense is the speed in their back seven. Panthers may have to be uh, content with smaller plays here. Two receivers. Shuler split to the right. They fire that direction. It is caught by Shuler near the first down marker, and we'll see where they spot this. I think forward progress is going to give him. They're no, marking him well, short. We'll see. They're, They're marking him two yards the short. Oh, that's 
That's a, a tough spot. Questionable spot. All right. They're going to give him about seven. Milligan to Schuler on the first, on the third down call. Fourth and one, and the Panthers are going to wow. say, yeah, we're going to keep it going here. Wow, that's really gutsy. I would not want to turn this ball over to the to the Jags. Not on the with 35. a short field here. Yeah. Oh, here we go. And here and comes the punt team. Okay, they're going to think it over and uh, try something else. All right, fourth uh, and one, and not, Coach Clancy thought about it momentarily, but I don't know. You get fourth and one, you might Maybe have to, running out of time here, too. You, you better be careful. Try. I don't know. I'm, I kind of like the first idea to go for it. Yeah, maybe, it's maybe, early, but maybe a hard count right here if they think they can get away with it. Well, so they've Milligan, got Milligan back deep. Milligan will punt. And with Saunders and Drew Van Horn awaiting at their 35. Milligan takes it, steps into it, and booms one. High, terrific spiraler. Backs up Saunders, and they think about the reverse, and they do give it to uh, Drew Van Horn on the reverse, and they've got a wall set up on the far sideline. He cuts inside, and he's tripped up at the 40. Undercut nicely there by, I believe, number 46, Chris Andreos. All right, Garnet Valley's offense will start at their own 40-yard line, first and 10, after the Panthers go three and out. Max Busenkel is your quarterback. Jay Bernard is your running back alongside of Ryan Saunders. We'll see Sean Gallagher in the slot, uh, and Dozia Colo as your split end. Joey Halloran at tight end. Center is all central. Sam DeTrolio. Nick Mahoney and Ben Nash, huge in the middle uh, at guard. Nolan Brennan and Austin Sirkanich are your tackles. All right, two tight ends. And now they go with a split end to the right. Saunders here. Two backs on first and ten. They go with a toss play. Looking for room is Jay Bernard on this near side. And he's tripped up after just a yard. Nice work right there by Nate Perlman stretching it out. Got Boy. some help from Glavichick on the stop. He really turned on the Jets there. That was amazing. Nice work there from Perlman, who's fired up. Second down and nine upcoming. Panther defense tonight with Perlman and Mason Green at defensive end. Jason Williams and Ethan Barrar, your defensive tackles. Inside backers, Bobby Fuskas and Anthony Crawford. Outside backers, Chase Barlow. Corners, A.J. Glavichick and Austin Connor. Safeties, Matt Schuler and Aiden Sutherland. On second and nine, wing to the right, two backs behind. Motion man is Gallagher. Give is to Bernard off the right tackle, and he'll lunge forward after a gain of four. We got third and five as Chase Barlow gets underneath the pads and drops him right there on the 30, sorry, 45-yard line. So Bernard filling in ably over the last couple weeks for uh, Shane Reynolds. Reynolds, an all-central running back a year ago, a Navy commit, 4-4 uh, speed. 215 pounds. He is a hammer, and he is out of the lineup tonight with an injury. So he was injured in the first week, first series of week two. Here we go. Third and five from the 45 for the Jags. On the, they fake the counter, and rolling to his left is Buzenkel. Has a man, fires at the flat. It is juggled and incomplete. Had Saunders right at the stick. Saunders couldn't squeeze it, and the Jags go three and out. It, w- it was thrown a little behind him. That would have been a hard ball to catch under any circumstances, but... Uh... But he did. He was open. I will yeah. give him that. He was available. Matt Schuler closing quickly there, but uh, I think Saunders would say, "Boy, I'd like to have that one back." Fourth and five from the forty-five, and Zach Libertor will stand at his thirty, awaiting a punt snap. Schuler and Aiden Sutherland await inside their twenty. Neither team has punted very often this year, but here we go. Three and outs to start the game. And here Ooh. off the side of his foot, Libertor angles to the near sideline, and the Panthers are going to get terrific field position out of this. He. Shank that one, and we'll see where they spot this. Just as you Side said, judge. they haven't had a lot of experience punting, and there we go. 46-yard line. 46, so just a nine-yard punt, and the Panthers will uh, take over near midfield with their second possession here. 8.06 to play in the opening quarter. Again, both teams with a three and out to start things. Maybe getting the jitters out and 
Panthers break the huddle with two tight ends. Perlman to the left, Mason Green to the right. Wing left is Schuler. Barlow and Crawford in the backfield. Nine men in the box here for Garnet Valley. Rolling to his right is Milligan. Looking, looking. Fires the flat. It's complete to Crawford, who is dropped immediately. Nice throw, nice catch, and a perfect tackle right there after a gain of maybe three. Yeah, they saw that film. I mean, that's a play that it's been uh, basically a big gainer for the Panthers, and Garnet Valley saw that coming all the way. And uh, who was at number nine? Who Boozenkel. Uh, who. Yep. Was standing right there waiting for the pass. So let him have it. It's only a two yard gain, three yard gain, and I'll tackle him at the spot, which is exactly what he did. Second down and eight. Panthers at their 48 yard line, 730 and counting to play here in the opening quarter. Schuler in the backfield with Crawford. Wing in motion now goes Barlow. They run the toss to this near side, trying to turn the corner, chase Barlow. He's going to be tripped up in the backfield. Coming up quickly is Drew Van Horn. Van Horn, as a sophomore last year, had a tremendous contribution to the baseball team, and he is making noise at outside linebacker this year with a number of tackles, had an interception return for a touchdown and, against Downingtown West, and now a big stop there. And they stretched that out beautifully. There were five white shirts all the way to the edge of the field. I mean, there was nowhere for him to go, and they actually might have lost a yard on that play. Panthers with two yards rushing on their first three carries tonight. A little different than their almost 10 per carry the first four weeks. Third and eight from the 48, 10 in the box. Gives a Barlow on the sweep to the left. Ball comes out, scramble for it, and the Garnet Valley's on it. Bar Paul popped loose, and it's recovered at the 48-yard line. Number one, Luke Lassick on top of it. And Garnet takes over at the 46-yard line. So both teams with their offensive struggles here in the early going. Yeah, and, you know, Pete wrote an article this week, uh, you know, talking about Boy, this could just come down to who makes the most mistakes. We'll, we'll end up the ones on the losing end, and that's you know one for the Panthers. Now we got a shank for the for Garner Valley. Now we have a fumble, giving them field position at the Panther forty-six. Second turnover of the season for the Panthers. Second fumble. Second fumble recovery for Garnet Valley, who's had just four takeaways through the first four weeks. First and ten. Boozenkel under center and is going to keep it himself off the left side. Now cuts to his right, has 15. Max Boozenkel will take it to the house with 6.32 to play here in the opening quarter. Untouched off a beautiful fake. Boy, he faked me out of my shoes. I followed the guy who was tackled. I was going to say, great, you know, one-yard gain. And, of course, he didn't have the ball. And he just took it and ran, and nobody's going to catch him. Boozenkel, a Notre Dame recruit for lacrosse. And there are multiple... uh, college lacrosse players on this roster or future college lacrosse players I should say and uh, he went 40 sets his first rushing touchdown of the season Libertor on for the extra point 632 to play here in the opening quarter Nolan Brennan will hold he gets it down ball spotted kick is away and good 7-0 Garnet Valley see if the Panthers can answer we'll be back in just a moment glad you're listening live or on the archive be back right here on havenfootball.net The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read The Swarthmoreian every week. This is Ralph Lawler of the L.A. Clippers, and you're listening to High School Football on HavenFootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field as Max Busenkel, senior quarterback, makes the Panthers pay. 
for their first turnover of the night. A 46-yard run off the right side. It's 7 up the Garnet Valley midway through the first quarter. Liberatore ready to kick it away. Austin Connor stands deep to return. There's a high end-over-end kick. It'll land four yards deep in the end zone, and the Panthers with a long field in front of them will start at their own 20-yard line. So, Panthers, again, we, we talked about it already. In the week leading up to this, this is not it's a super fast defense. This is not a team that they're going to be able to just run past and run away from over and over. This is a night where they're going to have to live with, you know, consecutive plays of maybe three, four, five at a time, uh, mixing in the short passes and the runs, and uh, not much going so far here in the early going. They'll try it again now, first and ten. Motion man is Schuler. They give is to Crawford for the fullback going absolutely nowhere. Mm. Nothing doing right there as Sirkonich with first contact and then got lots of help from Jackalis and Halloran on the stop. Second down and maybe Give him two. Yeah, two yards for Crawford. So, again, we were talking about this uh, a bunch. The, the yards per carry, the averages and everything else that Panthers have piled up, not to diminish the competition they've played, but this is a whole new level here. Uh, no You're doubt. not ripping off uh, double-digit plays over and over. Second down and about eight. Three-step drop, firing to the outside. Complete to Sutherland, who's going to shake one tackle, and he's near first down yardage. We'll see where they spot it. Right on the money, Milligan to Aiden Sutherland. They're going to put it down at the where? 29? 30. Just shy of the 30-yard line. Third and a yard upcoming as Milligan to Sutherland goes for seven. Nice little hitch pass there to the split end. Sutherland with his uh, fourth catch on the season. And the Panthers break the huddle with two tight ends. Fullback is Crawford. Nine men in the box for Garnet Valley. They give it to Crawford straight ahead. He's going to drive the pile forward for a first down. Good second effort from Big 32. Out to the 33-yard line. Gain of four and a Panther first down. You know, not only is that play important because it's a first down, but it sets a tone. If uh, Garner Valley had managed to stop that, boy, that's really, really going to change the momentum. So let's see what the, whether the Panthers can sustain this drive now. Marple Newtown uh, a couple weeks ago put a 21-play scoring drive that chewed up most of a quarter. Panthers maybe have to go that route. First and 10 from the 33. Fake to Barlow. Back to pass is Milligan. He wants it all down the middle. Has Schuler out there. Incomplete. Oh, didn't get his head around in time. Good coverage there from Lassick. And Schuler yeah. needed another split second to get his head around. The ball just out of his reach on the post. Well, it's not a bad first down play because if it had worked. But uh, Schuler was well covered. But that ball was well thrown. Yeah. Like you said, another half a step. And Schuler probably would have made the catch. Second down and 10. Just... Uh, couldn't quite connect right there, but maybe gives uh, Garnet Valley something to think about and gives them a little more room up front. Have to respect uh, the deep ball there. Well, Panthers will try it again. Wing to the right is Chase Barlow. Tight end to the left is Perlman. Motion man is Barlow. Give on the quick hitter on the trap is Crawford and not much doing. Halloran right there waiting for him. Halloran, another lacrosse player heading to Salisbury. He got help there from Nolan Brennan. Brennan's going to be tough to move. Let's put it that, yep. <laughs> that way. At, uh, yeah, the best uh, you can do is kind of shield him and, and try to put your body yeah. as, a, uh, as a blocker against his and prevent him from grabbing at people. But, yeah, the idea you're going to move him a, a yard or two off yeah. the line or something, I don't think that's going to happen. 6'3", 240, his older brother Cade is I uh, could do now, it, now playing it's... at Wyckoff. Yeah. <laughs> then I need to go to the hospital. 
Third down and nine from their 34. Milligan under center, split end to the right, and they give on the sweep to this near side. This is Barlow, not much doing. They were waiting for him. Yep. Jag sniffed that out, and no gain on the play. The end uh, was standing right there waiting for him, which forced him to turn it up uh, inside, but again, there were three or four Jags waiting. Austin Sirkonich on the stop. Barlow, two carries, zero yards. Uh, sorry, three carries, zero yards. Schuler one carry, zero yards. It's uh, tough sledding here for the Panthers, and yep. now fourth and nine, yep. the punt team on again. 343, 342 and counting to play here in the first. Sam Milligan awaits the punt. Van Horn and Saunders await. Here's a high boomer from Milligan angling to the near sideline, and he's they're gonna mark this out across the 35, perhaps a little further, and right on the 40-yard line. So Milligan had that one off the side of his foot a little bit. 25 on the punt, no return. All right, this is going to be critical for the Panthers. They've got to – it doesn't have to be, you know, three and out, but they need to force, you know, the turnover. They need to force them out need on downs. need to stop here. Yeah, that was what I was trying to say. <laughs> 3.27 to play here in the first. Garnet Valley leading 7 nothing. They split a colo to the left of the formation. Slot left is Ryan Saunders. Gallagher wing to the right. He goes in motion to the left side, and on first down, they fire to the flat, complete to Gallagher. All sorts of speed across the 45, and Matt Schuller runs him out of bounds over there. It'll be just shy of the first down, brings up third, sorry, second down, and maybe a yard. And he was the only Panther out there had uh, Schuller not been effectively blocked. Uh, that might have been six right there. Gallagher comes into tonight, averaging well over 20 yards per catch. 11 catches, 318 yards, four touchdowns, and then 109 yards rushing as well. He's headed to the Naval Academy to play lacrosse. Second down and one. Two receivers to the right. Gallagher in motion to the left. Give inside. is to Nope. Bozenkel kept it, and he's going to think twice about that one. They bury him for a loss in the backfield. That's Fuscus and Perlman. That was a broken play, though. Bruce yeah. thought he was handed to somebody, but nobody was there. Back to the 48-yard line it goes. Loss of a yard, and it brings up third down and two. Bozenkel goes backwards on that one. So, again... A little read option there, and they'll go no huddle here. Two receivers to the right on third and two. Kuzenkel, he's going to give it this time, and this is Bernard pushing the pile. He's got himself across the midfield stripe to the Panther 48. That's four yards and a first down for Jay Bernard. Brings up another set of downs here for Garnet Valley. They have changed their style a little bit over the years. You remember the years they were strictly no huddle and just tried to two-platoon right. you to death? There are more two-way players uh, over the last three, four years, uh, and you'll see some of them out there tonight. Okolo split to the right. Wing to the right is Gallagher. Under center is Boozenkill on first and ten. From the Panther 48, give inside is the back. Ball pops out, and on it is Matt Schuler. Each team trading turnovers now, and the Panthers on it at the 44-yard line. Excellent job by the Panthers to pop it loose, and Matt Schuler on the spot there to pop the lane on top. Well, Panthers, you know, you guys just mentioned it right before that. You're going to need a turnover. You yep. need something, you know, any kind of stop. But, boy, this this helps here out near midfield, first and ten from the 44. It also tells you the intensity of the hitting that's going on inside that line. So Bernard goes for just a yard there and then loses the football. And here, Panthers two tight ends. Wing to the left is Schuler. Barlow in motion. They play fake back to pass looking on the wheel route. And he's hit as he throws. And it's going to be juggled. Is it incomplete or intercepted? It'll be intercepted. 
hit as he throws it and into the arms of number four, Drew Jackalus. Jackalus on the interception as uh, Milligan was hit and the ball popped. You know, he was looking for a deep route here on the near yep. sideline with Schuler and the Panthers give it right back. Too much penetration, too much, you know, defenders way too close and interfered with the ball, popped it in the air. Just one, one of those things. One, uh, one turnover through the first month of the season and now two here in the first, in the first quarter. quarter. Yep. So they give it right back. On the first interception of the season for Milligan, who was, uh, again, not much he could do there as uh, he was hit as he threw. But nice work by the Jaguar defense. They split Luke Lassick out to the left. Gallagher wing to the left on first and 10. From the Panther, 45. Busenkel on the counter they give to Gallagher, looking for room off the right side. Turns up field and is tripped up nicely by number 84, Mason Green, who picks up the 39. So still a gain of six, but, boy, you give... uh, give Gallagher any kind of space you're uh, not catching him well the, the the bottom line is they are clearing holes through at least the front line and that's that spells five or six yard gains three wide receivers now Gallagher split to the right slot left is Saunders Lassick to the far left in the backfield is Bernard they fire to the near side complete to Gallagher on a little hitch to the near sideline he's banked out banged out of bounds by Connor at the 20, sorry, 32-yard line. And it's enough for a first down on a gain of seven. So Gallagher, two catches so far. Kell delivering now for 16 yards. Two out of three thrown. It is Kell. He's under center, ready to go again. Wing to the left. Receiver to the left as well. On first and 10 from the Haven, 32 Toss play to the left side. They overload it, and now they're looking for Bernard. Running room momentarily, and he turns inside and bangs his way down near the 21-yard line. Yep. You know, Garner Valley's doing the Haven what Haven usually does to other people, which is, you know, large chunks of ground every time they touch the ball. Just uh, getting a big push up front right now, and they'll move the sticks again, give him 11 on the run down to the 21-yard line. That's the best run of the night for Bernard. Five carries for 21 yards. Inside of a minute to go now in the first quarter. Two receivers to the right here from the 21-yard line. Busenkel looking for more. He's back on a three-step drop. Fires over the middle and has a man on a slant and into the end zone for a touchdown. Perfect delivery. And Sean Gallagher on the receiving end of a 21-yard strike from Busenkel. Mm. Jaguars strike again with 43 seconds to play here in the first. And even as of right now, in 12 minutes of play, has no answer. Well... We'll have to figure out something here to get the offense clicking. As uh, two turnovers in the first 12 minutes, not helpful. Nolan Brennan to hold. Libertor on for his second extra point. Ball spotted, kicked plenty of leg, and it is good. 14-0 Garnet Valley. Team's trading turnovers, but uh, two touchdowns to none now. Garnet Valley on top. Panthers offense trying to get in in gear when we come back on HavenFootball.net. Selling or buying a home is serious business, and for serious business the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Sandy McCulley has almost 20 years of real estate experience and is a seller representative specialist, as well as a certified residential specialist. Sandy specializes in both Delaware and Chester County real estate. Sandy conveniently works out of the Media Berkshire Hathaway Home Marketing Center in Media. Let Sandy's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Give Sandy a call at 610-368-6641. 
This is Keith Jackson reminding you you're listening to High School Football right here on havenfootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field. 14-0, Garnet Valley on top. Panther offense trying to get things going. They're going to get the ball again here for the third try on a kick return. There's a low squib kick. It's going to come to Barlow and shake away from him. He has trouble picking it up. Now inside the five, looking for running room. Shakes and makes. And, oh, boy, he got pulled down by the shirt tail across the 20 to the 21-yard line. So uh, they squib kick that time, and Barlow with some uh, trouble picking it up. So in the meantime, Garnet Valley just... Uh, Clicking right now. Busenkel three for five, three for four passing. All three completions to Sean Gallagher. That last one, a 21-yard touchdown. And the Panthers now still with a long field in front of them. They'll start at their 21-yard line, just 35 seconds to play here in the opening quarter. Panthers trail at 14-0. Motion man is Barlow. On first down, the give is the fullback. Crawford, he's going to bang his way across the 20, up near the 24, 25. We'll see where they spot it. Just shy of the 25, so Crawford goes for just three. The weight room is uh, showing up here for Garnet Valley. In uh, Again, Panthers giving up size here. Let's, let's not kid ourselves here. They're giving up in, in most of that interior line. They're giving up a good 10, 20, 30 pounds in, in some cases. That being said... Uh, you know, again, the speed and, and strength here for Garnet Valley is the defense right now. Second down and seven. Give is to Barlow. He cuts it back, bounces out to his right, and finds himself first down yardage on the final play of the first quarter. He sneaks it out to the 34-yard line. Give him nine, and that'll do it for the first. Be back in just a moment. Panthers trying to get some momentum going here. Be glad you're listening on HavenFootball.net. Nobody covers the Delaware County high school sports scene like the Delaware County Daily Times. No matter what the season or the type of sport, football to soccer to lacrosse to wrestling to track to basketball and baseball, virtually every high school sport for every high school in the Delaware County. For complete coverage of today's games, pick up your copy of the Delaware County Daily Times wherever newspapers are sold or go online at www.delcotimes.com. If it happened in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Hey fans, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you are listening to High School Football right here at HavenFootball.net. Second quarter action ready to begin. Brian Carroll on play-by-play. Mike Mayer with the color commentary, engineering, Andrew Kaufman and Pete Fulgenay with the stats and spotting. Always helpful, and we'll hear from them at halftime. First and ten for the Panthers at their own 34. Schuler with running room, and he's into the secondary, dragging tacklers. He's got himself nine yards out to the 42-yard line. Good push that time. Pulling guard and Schuler. Yeah, the offensive line is starting to find some answers now. We're trying to you know, make their blocks, get their traps in, and make it work. We'll try to get your score updates from elsewhere as we go. A couple of other big games in the Central League and around Delaware County and beyond. Here, second down and one for the Panthers. Wing to the left is Schuler. Give is to Crawford. First down yardage. He barrels his way across the 45, out to the 47. Five more for Anthony Crawford and move the sticks again. So, Strathaven, a little bit of momentum, trying to get on the other side of the 50-yard line for the first time tonight. Still on our side of the 50. Trying to get there. Ah. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah. Two tight Very ends. close. Wing left is Schuler. Motion man is Barlow. Give off the left side. Crawford. Oh, he needed one man to beat. Nice work by Ryan Saunders and C.J. Wood going high and low to take him down. But, oh, boy, there was some room behind him. Nice work by the two safeties. But seven, six more for Crawford brings up second down and four. Nice work here indeed, Mike. You mentioned uh, offensive yeah. line starting to click. Yeah, starting to click, starting to find their, their footing. Maybe they just did the first quarter jitters. Panthers ready to go here. Under center from the 47 of Garnet Valley. On the sweep to this near side. Schuler is going to be shaken and bake. He's going to lose some yardage of a bundle. Nice job by C.J. Wood after Van Horn slowed him down. He's going to lose back on the other side of the 50. Yeah, Ethan Berard didn't hold his, uh, wasn't able to hold his block for whatever the reason was, and it just basically shut down that play. Now we're back to third and ten. Loss of six on the play brings up third and long for the Panthers once again. And if you can get a positive play here, you may need to think about a, a four-down uh, yep, territory right. here. You can't, you can't be down by by two touchdowns for very long against these guys. Two tight ends, Green to the right, Perlman to the left. On third and ten, they go counter crisscross, looking for it, and waiting for it is Nolan Brennan. Brennan says no on counter crisscross, and Schuler's dropped after just a yard. So fourth and nine, and the punt team on yet again. I don't think you can take a fourth and nine and try that. That's just too risky. So Panthers, a little bit of momentum there with a couple of first downs, and then one negative play uh, on the sweep. Turned that thing uh, upside down. All right, so Saunders and Van Horn, dangerous returners, standing back at their 20-yard line, Sam Milligan to punt it. Snap is a good one. Milligan steps into it. Booms one. Angling towards Van Horn, who will make the catch, and he is going to give it to Saunders and looking for a sweep on that near sideline. Fuscus in pursuit, gets a big block. Saunders up the far sideline, and boy, good job there. And now you are going to get a flag. I think that blocks on a... It's a, a crackback block. It's a, a, a play that, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you'd say that's a terrific play. Yeah. That's something they have ruled against in recent years. And Saunders taking it out to the 40. I think this is coming backwards from But nobody's 25. going down to where the flag is. No, your no, breath's yeah, down there. You know, they're, they're checking it. Okay. All right, so Jake Millette will check into the game for Ethan Barrar on the defensive tackle. And, yeah, it is. It's a crackback block here against the Garnet Valley punt return team. Van Horn was nearly brought down and did a good job to get it to Saunders on yeah, that exchange. That, and that's a risky exchange because that yeah. ball could go flying, obviously. But, yeah, that was perfect because by the time the exchange occurred, they had already sucked a lot of the Panthers into covering them, and he just took off to the right side of the field. Nobody was there. All right. So crackback block will move the football back to the 12-yard line, half the distance there to bring up first down and 10. All right. Long field here for Garnet Valley. They start at their own... 13. All right. Back to pass Bugens and Kell. He wants it all down the seam. He's got Haller in the tight end at the 40, and he's tripped up at the midfield stripe. Chase Barlow with a touchdown saving tackle. Haller and yet another lacrosse player right down the seam for 37. That was a great, great, great throw, great catch. 74 yards passing for Bugenkel, four of five throwing it. And they're ready to go. No huddle here. Two receivers to the left. Two backs behind Busenkel from just shy of the midfield stripe. Give us a second man through. And Bernard bounces out to the right side. A speed across the 40. 35-30. Bernard is banged out of bounds by Sutherland inside the 20-yard line. 
It'll be first and ten for Garnet Valley, and boy, they're wasting no time in going right after you. No huddle again. Look, uh, no, they're going to huddle. I'll, I'll tell you that Panthers cannot go down by 21 here. I mean, that, against this team, that'd be impossible. And it is a no huddle. Here they go. 24 yards for Bernard. He's in the backfield again, this time with two tight ends and a wing to the left, Gallagher. First and 10 from the 17 of Strathaven. 14 nothing Garnet Valley and looking for more. Panthers show two safeties. Give inside. This is Bernard right up the middle for a, I'm sorry, Saunders rather up the middle for a few. Crosses the 15. Let that put him down at the 14 for a gain of three for Ryan Saunders. So Bernard with a gain of 34 on his last tote. By far his best run of the night. Six carries for 55 yards now. Second down and about seven. Two receivers for Garnet Valley to the left, one to the right. Kell under center. He'll give it to Bernard one more time off the left side, and he'll drag his way with a good shirt tail tackle there by Nate Perlman. But they're going to move the sticks again. Put him down to the six-yard line. It'll be first and goal after Bernard goes for a gain of eight. So he is, uh, again, just a junior, 5'7", 190-pounder, 30 carries, 199 yards for Bernard coming into the night with six touchdowns. He has picked up the load there where Shane Reynolds has been out of the lineup, and now... First and goal from the sixth. Three receivers, two to the left, one to the right. Bernard, single setback. Kell with four cracks at it now from the sixth. They shift Bernard just to the right of center. They toss to that right side. Bernard looking to stretch it out. Turns the corner, and Mason Green bumps him out of bounds, but not in time. They're going to say he got inside the pylon with that dive. Touchdown, Jay Bernard. A six-yard burst off the right side, and suddenly Garnet Valley's up three scores. Boy, this is tough. This is good. You know, this, it, it appears that Garnet Valley is just another level of play compared to the Panthers, certainly in this first half. Absolutely. And here we go. Libertor on for the extra point. It's 7.25 to play before halftime. Nolan Brennan to hold it. He puts it down. Kick is away. It is long enough and good. 21 to nothing. Garnet Valley on top. Stick with us. Be back in just a moment. See if the Panthers can answer right here on HavenFootball.net. PNC Bank has technology to help make banking easier. Like a PNC business line of credit or PNC Total Auto, a place online to easily find and finance the right car for you, or PNC Home Insight, to search for a new house within your budget. PNC, make today the day. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore are ready to help you with all your banking needs. Stop by and say hello. Make today the day. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to High School Football right here on HavenFootball.net. Jay Bernard pounds it in for the first time tonight. And Garnet Valley leads Strathaven 21 to nothing here in the midway through the second quarter. All right. Uh, Innerboro leads Unionville 7 0. Rid- Radner and Ridley tied at 7. And uh, here, Garnet Valley taking care of business on the road so far. Panthers trying to get something going here. Libertour with a long line drive kick. It's going to come to Barlow, who fields it at the five-yard line. Looking for room up the right hash mark. He's got some speed out across the 30 to the 33-yard line. Chase Barlow 
wrapped up right there by number 21, Ben Torrens. For Garnet Valley. I'm sorry, Matt Rickey was on that. All right, so second uh, second quarter here. Strathaven trailing. Now you just have to say, look, one play at a time. We can't get, uh, there's no 21-point scoring drive right, here. Right. You just have to get, get this play right and then try again after that. Aiden Sutherland into the game, split end to the left. Wing left is Schuler. On first down, they give it to Crawford, and he goes nowhere. Maybe a yard or so before Jackalis there to meet him. Jackalis has one interception tonight. And a big stop there on Crawford. And Drew Jackalis really fills in uh, at linebacker in place of Shane Reynolds also. And he did uh, a great great job there. I mean, he just stopped him in his, in his tracks. No forward momentum at all. 6'1", 205-pound senior. And, again, just terrific size across, uh, across the, the front seven, really. And speed uh, to speed to just dream of as a high school coach here for the Garner Valley defense. Second down and nine. They fire to the flat. It is complete to Sutherland on the hitch. He's going to stiff arm his way out to the 45-yard line. Nice delivery from Milligan and Aiden Sutherland's second catch of the night as the Panthers out for a first down. Panthers are showing some signs of life here. Of course, they've got two issues. One is they got to find a way to march down the field and score. And the other thing, which of course will be critical as well, is they got to find a way to stop the Jags from scoring. 625 and counting to play here before halftime. 21-0, Garnet Valley leads, but the Panthers now making a little noise, pushing towards midfield. First and 10 at their own 45. Two tight end set. Gives to Barlow off the left side and cuts back towards the middle. Dragging Whoa. people on there's the weight room showing up. Barlow across the midfield stripe to the 49. Squat rack. Doing the job right there as Barlow takes the defense for a ride for six yards. Barlow was uh, <laughs> three times this year. He scored on his first carry of the game. Not not so much tonight, yeah. but uh, his last two carries have gone for 15 yards. So starting to get him going. Second down and four from the Garnet Valley, 49. Milligan under center. On second down, back to pass off a play fake looking. Fire into the flat. Has a man's complete to Crawford. There's a flag in the secondary. Crawford still holding on and near first down yardage. He'll be just shy of it. And we'll see what this flag is in the secondary. I don't know if you get a defensive illegal contact or holding. but You've got a gain of five at the moment for, uh, we'll see. Just wait and see. Pass interference. interference against the defense, and it'll be an automatic first down. Okay. So, it wasn't uh, against Crawford. It was somebody, uh, it was well, the it, other it, receiver dragging across there. That was Mason Green in well, the pattern. I think Mason fell, but okay. I don't think the flag came out until after he got back up again. So, yeah, maybe okay. there was some. All right. Well, 15-yard penalty. We'll march this into inside the Garnet Valley 40. They'll put it down at the... Oh, sorry. He's still, go, still going. Yep. Should be at the 34. 34, and that's where it is. Okay. 15-yard pass interference penalty is given the Panthers uh, a little bit of spark here with 529 to play here before half. Panthers accept the penalty. And here we go. Two receive... I'm sorry. Two tight ends. Double wing. Motion man is Barlow. They give to Crawford, and he explodes up the middle. And Anthony across the 30, down to the 25. With other teams in this league, he would have been gone. Garden Valley yep. is just super quick. Ten more yards for Crawford. Eight carries for 33 now for the junior fullback. 
and Milligan jogs in the play. As we'll be inside of five minutes to go before half, and marching band below us with a little more noise here as well. Oh, this is the this is the way I remember Friday night football, right? Two rec- two tight ends again. In the backfield is Schuler. He has it on the cutback, spins away momentarily, but then ripped down by Sirkanich and Wood. Pretty good hole, but it closed pretty quickly. Down to maybe the 23 or so. Maybe a yard for Schuler as they've kept him in check. Five carries for five yards. In the early going here for Matt. Clock ticks on second down and eight. Certainly four down territory here for the Panthers, trailing 21 nothing. They'll snap it from the Garnet Valley 23. Wing to the left is Schuler. Wing to the right is Barlow. Schuler in motion on second down. A quick hitter to Crawford, who not much doing. Again, not a good push up front there. Yeah. As uh, Nolan Brennan holding up uh, everybody with uh, Joe Halloran crashing in to help. Considering the size of this defensive line for, for Garnet Valley, that's a, that's a gutsy play for Clancy to, to put on his guys and expect it to work. I know he's had some runs up the middle that have found some openings, but a quick hitter may be too quick to try to get a hole open. Still picked up three there. So yep. it'll bring up third down and five. Maybe six. Third and almost six. Wing to the right is Chase Barlow. Under center, Milligan on third and six. It's Crawford off the left tackle. He'll push for maybe a yard. Maybe forward progress gets him inside the 20 to about the 19, and that's about it. It'll be third, fourth down and about five. Mm. So nothing doing there between the tackles, really. So fourth and five from the 19. You're going to eschew the... Uh, <laughs> 36-yard field goal try, down yeah, by well, three scores. Yeah. And the Panthers need to come up with something here. They need the 19-yard line for a first down. We're inside of three minutes to play before half. Split end to the left is Sutherland. Tight end to the right is Mason Green. Fuscus into the game at fullback. On fourth and five. Milligan back, looking, looking. Has time on the slant. Has a man at oh. incomplete. Oh, just a little high. This defender fell, too. He was all alone. Sutherland on the slant. And could not connect. Incomplete it falls. Milligan would mm. like that one back. That was an opportunity that they cannot afford to, to not make. I mean, it was defender fell, wide open yeah. receiver. And the ball was reasonably well fallen. That defender's still down. So we got an injury uh, timeout on the field as a Garnet Valley player is on the turf. We'll uh, step aside, hope that he's okay, and we'll see if the Panther defense can step up big in a moment on HavenFootball.net. You've seen these young men make incredible catches. You've seen them run faster and hit harder than seems possible. You've seen them succeed against almost impossible odds. Now see them wash your car. That's right, Saturday, September 25th from 8.30 until 11.30, members of the Strathaven football team will wash your car. Donations are $10 per car, but they'll be happy to take more. All proceeds go directly to benefit the players. Come join in the fun and support your team. That's Saturday, September 25th, 8.30 until 11.30 a.m. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Murphy from the Phillies broadcast team, where high school football never sounded so good, right here at havenfootball.net. Thank you, Greg. Good uh, sign here for Garnet Valley as Luke Lassick will walk off under his own power. So hopefully all's well for the senior corner. In the meantime... Jaguar offense back on the field. Panthers 
awfully close. That's the first time this year they've been inside the 20 and have not scored. First red zone trip to come up empty this season, and Garnet Valley will try to add now to a 21-0 score. Two receivers to the right. Wing to the right as well. That's Gallagher. He comes in motion and takes it on the jet sweep. Looking for room off this short side of the field. He'll carry a tackler out across the 30 for a gain of maybe 11 or 12 when they put it down, and that will move the chains. Gallagher on the jet sweep as Garnet Valley in business. They just came off an 87-yard scoring drive. And now, with 2.35 to go here before half, three timeouts in their pockets. And Gallagher, 18 yards rushing now to go with his three catches and receiving touchdown. Gave second man through his Saunders, and nice work by Panthers to stay home. Barlow to make the stop, but still, great push up front and a gain of eight out to the 39. Yeah, you know, as, as much as the, the Haven offense is starting to click uh, and got very close to scoring there, the defense still has no answer. Too much push up front here for the big guys of Garnet Valley. Nick Mahoney had guard leading the way on that last one. Second down and almost three. Busenkelt back to pass, fires to the near side, complete for first down yardage. Connor couldn't make the stop here and then coming over to help in Sutherland, banging Gallagher out of bounds at the Strathaven. 43-yard line. Grabbing these guys on the upper body and trying to bring them down is a mistake. 18 more yards there for Gallagher and Busenkel. Busenkel with up to 92 yards on 5 of 6 throwing it. And this, this team is, uh, they're special. Mm. This is uh, this is a really good team the, as expected. I mean, uh, this is, should not be a surprise. Two receivers uh, I'm sorry, single receiver out to the right is Gallagher. On first and 10 from the Panther 43, Busenkel back, looking to set up a screen, and it is completed to Gallagher with a little running room secondary now, and first down yardage inside the 30. Panthers, Sutherland making more tackles than you want your free safety to make tonight. He makes the stop again as they'll put it down at the 28-yard line, and the Jags go no huddle. And that was a great screenplay. Gain of 15 on that one. Gallagher, five catches on the night. Busenkel under center. Two receivers to the left. It's Bernard off the right side. He'll cut back for maybe four or five more. He'll put him down on the 23. Brings up second down and five, and now here you got a whistle, timeout, uh, Garnet Valley. So with 116 to play before halftime, Garnet, they'd like another one uh, before sure. half here, and they're going to get the football to start the second half. So stick with us. We'll take a short timeout with them. Panther defense trying to get a stop here late in the second quarter on HavenFootball.net. Looking for a way to reach families in the Wallingford-Swarthmore area as well as surrounding communities? Our football games are not only broadcast live, but they are also fully archived for one year so our listeners can tune in at their leisure 24-7. Go to www.havenfootball.net Contact us for information on advertising on our Panther Broadcast Network. Link your company to the fun and excitement of Strathaven football. Panther football and your company, a great combination. This is CBS 3 Sports Director Beasley Reese, and you're listening to High School Football on www.havenfootball.net. 
Thank you, Mr. Reese. Second down and five. Garnet Valley from the 23-yard line of Strathaven, leading 21-0 with 116 to play here in the first half. Busenkel back, firing to the right side, has a completion for first down yardage. That's Gallagher, who's taking advantage of that cushion on the far sideline, and that will give him another 10 yards and a first down. They'll put it down on the 12. The 11. The 11. All right, give him 12 on the catch. Six catches on the night here for Gallagher as he is having a field day. Seven out of eight throwing it for Busenkel for 119 yards, including a 21-yard touchdown earlier in the first quarter. All right, Panther defense trying to get a stop here. First and 10 from the 11. Garnet Valley trying to punch it in again. Wing to the right is Gallagher. Back to pass, Busenkel firing the slant on the near side is incomplete. Looking for Okolo at the goal line and just off the mark. Could not squeeze it. He brings up second down and 10. And still 107 to play here before half. You are absolutely in Libertor's field goal range. But honestly, if you're following the recipe for Garnet Valley, which uh, you'd like to get a running clock, there, there's a threat of that happening here. If yeah, there, there is. But if I they gotta... score here and, and then score to start. The second half. Yeah, I, I, trouble. I listen. I'd like to believe Haven can hold these guys off for the next three downs, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's hope. All right, split end to the left is Acolo again. Wing is Gallagher. He goes in motion back to pass. Busenkel looking, looking, steps up in the pocket. It's going to dance away from one man. Ball came out. Let's see. Scramble for it. And oh, oh the Panthers could not come up with that when Busenkel was stripped, but lands on top of it himself. They'll mark him down at the three. So a gain of eight. Clock ticks. 49 seconds, 48 seconds, and they're ready to go. Third down and goal from the three. I'm sorry, third and two from the three. They can still pick up a first down, believe it or not. Here we go. Boozenkel under center, fires to the flat. It's complete to Gallagher, and he's going to be tripped up and short of the goal line. Nice Probably the first. There. First down. Yep, they're going to have four cracks at it. Timeout, Garnet Valley. Nice tackle there from Chase Barlow in the open field on Gallagher. That's a no, nice... Uh, Low single from the uh, three-time state qualifier in wrestling. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been taking the odds on the ability of Garnet Valley to get in from the one and four plays. Garnet needs a yard. Panthers, they need a turnover or a penalty to to back this up a little bit. But Garnet Valley with just one timeout. So my guess is you're calling two plays in the huddle here in case the first one doesn't work. But here's Garnet with a chance to... uh, (laughs) Quiet the crowd here leading into halftime. It's 21-0. And as you pointed out, and and Garner Valley gets the ball first, which could be a complete disaster. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, this could be the first time, obviously, the Panthers have had to even contend with the mercy rule, but it's a strong possibility, particularly if if Garner Valley scores here. All right, here we go. Panther defense with with the crowd in front of us trying to make some noise here. They go jumbo package here. Three in the backfield. Three tight ends. They give to Saunders off the left side, and he is in for a touchdown. Yep. Barlow there to meet him, but he falls. He didn't have far to go, and Saunders punches it in from the one, his first touchdown of the evening. And Garnet Valley up by four scores. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? The silver lining in all this is, number one, we don't have to see these guys again this year. <laughs> and, and, and the other silver lining is I think you learn more from losing a game than you do from winning a lot, of, winning everything, so... I think there'll be lessons brought up from this that they probably could use for the rest of their run. All right, Libertor on for the extra point. His fourth try of the night. Nolan Brennan to hold. 
Low snap, dug out nicely, spotted, kick is away, and good. 28 to nothing, Garnet Valley on top with just 25 seconds to play here in the second quarter. Stick with us. Panthers still fighting here at George L. King Field. Glad you joined us live on the archive on havenfootball.net. Every year, nearly 6,000 teenagers go out for a drive and never come back. Just talking to them can change that. The Allstate Parent-Teen Driving Contract can help. Get yours from an Allstate agent. It's time to make the world a better place to drive. It's Allstate Stand. Are you in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Murphy from the Phillies broadcast team, where high school football never sounded so good, right here at havenfootball.net. Well, total yardage, 278 to 86. Garnet Valley's offense absolutely clicking. You mix in two Panther turnovers. That hasn't helped either. And 28-0 is your score. Garnet Valley looking to take care of business on the road tonight and now kicking away to to the Panthers. And it's juggled by Aiden Sutherland at the 10-yard line. Now picks it up across the 20, and he'll run it out to the 30, or near the 30. We'll see where they spot it over on that far sideline. I think maybe back at the 27. So the Panthers now with just 18 seconds to play here before half and a chance to maybe uh, take one shot at it downfield. We'll see. But in the meantime, it's uh, not looking pretty here for the silver and black. And I I don't know that this is uh, any real indication of uh, the Panthers playing badly as much as Garnet Valley looks absolutely sharp and absolutely bigger, stronger uh, uh, across the board. Here we go. First and 10 from the 27. Two tight end set. Milligan is going to give on the sweep. This is, uh, is that Connor? Yep, Austin Connor out to the 30-yard line for a gain of three. Clock ticks. Nine seconds, eight seconds, and Panthers said, all right, that's enough. Let's go regroup. All right, Silver and Black will take it to the locker room. Garnet Valley will follow them, and the Jaguars on the road tonight have to feel awfully good about a 28 to nothing lead here at George L. King Field. Panthers with some work to do in the second half. Garnet Valley clicking on all cylinders. Stick with us. Be back in just a moment. Glad you joined us. Live or on the archive. We'll have halftime chatter with Andrew, Mike, and Pete on HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. Your car is probably your second biggest investment, and AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven wants to keep that investment in tip-top shape. AMF Auto Clinic has been maintaining automobiles since 1961, and they take pride in their work and in keeping your car in perfect running order. From inspections to general maintenance and repair, you can trust your auto investment to AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven. Call for an appointment today at 610-872-2167. Selling or buying a home is serious business. 
and for serious business the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Sandy McCulley has almost 20 years of real estate experience and is a seller representative specialist as well as a certified residential specialist. Sandy specializes in both Delaware and Chester County real estate. Sandy conveniently works out of the Media Berkshire Hathaway Home Marketing Center in Media. Let Sandy's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Give Sandy a call at 610-368-6641. You probably have a deductible of $500 on your car insurance. Why shouldn't it shrink each year you drive safely? Allstate thinks it should, down to nothing. Can you afford not to be in good hands? Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Welcome to the At The Half Halftime Report with Mike Mayer, Pete Folgenetti, and Statman Andrew Kaufman. Tonight's report is sponsored by Sandy McCulley at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Media. Give her a call when buying or selling your home. And welcome back to George L. King Field, where the score is an impressive 28 Garnet Valley 0 for the Strathaven Panthers. Um, exactly what we didn't want to happen. And, uh, you know, but it's, I got to give Garnet Valley credit. They are a heck of a ball club. I mean, this is not, we were discussing during the break, this is not a, a, a Strathaven problem. And they've had a couple of turnovers. They missed a touchdown pass that, that could have been caught. It was not a great throw, um, but he was wide open receiver. You know, they've had some opportunities, but I would think that the best case scenario that I could see, the best case would be a 21 to 7, but I'm not too sure that I would take a square I, away from Garner Valley. I'd say maybe 28 7. Yeah, because even if Strathaven does score that touchdown on the last drive. Garnet Valley still went down the field in right. two fifteen. Well, that's that's and Gar- put the ball in the end zone. As I said during the broadcast, Garnet Valley or Strathaven has two problems. They got to figure out how to score, but as importantly, if not more importantly, they got to figure out a way to stop Garner Valley. And I just think, you know, we use this terminology almost every year. Sometimes you're the windshield, and sometimes you're the bug. And tonight, tonight we are the bug. Tonight we're the bug. Oh, right, Pete, you got to. Yeah, you should be okay. Go ahead. You know, we've been watching Haven do this to other teams all season, and now we're getting a little taste of it. Yep. Well, let me say something about this Garnet Valley team. Mike, me and you have been doing these games for about 20 years. I don't ever remember such a dominating team with size, strength, and speed, and they can come at you at all angles. Uh, you know, I said in my in my Pete's uh, plays in, in the pre, you know. Right. The, in the uh, uh, before the game, and I said that you can't just run that. These guys, you must put the ball in the air and pass a little bit. And Haven's best gains have been through the air. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So they, I mean, it's uh, Coach Clancy is definitely trying all angles, but he's just run up against a buzzsaw here that uh, he has no answer for. Yeah, well, I know, I, and I think you know you're seeing some connection on the front line for Haven finding their way to to, to clear some openings, but. You know, one of the problems is Garner Valley is so quick that they fill those openings so that even what would normally be, you know, yeah. 10, 12, 15-yard gain is well, six. Well, we saw it in the first half. Barlow, you know, a couple of guys would break through, and in every other game it was a touchdown. Well, they broke through, but they were caught from behind, right. like two feet, three feet yeah. more. And so they just don't have the speed to get 
Well, or when they break through, there's really there's no open field. There's a cornerback coming, filling in. There's another linebacker that's cheated over the side. Obviously, they've read our films extremely well. They're wait, you know, the plays that we've made great success on, they've been able to stop continuously. The only part of the game that really has any reasonable success has been the passing game. And, you know, this may be one of those nights, and I, I don't see Clancy doing this, but where you say, you know what, we're throwing a ball. I don't care. I mean, we're going to run again just to keep him honest, but, but we, we, we're we down 28 to nothing. We can't possibly catch up like down in the ball. Yeah, this going yeah. the Valley team, like I just said a few minutes ago, Mike, I've never – in all the games we've done over the years, I've never seen such a powerhouse. You know, sometimes you see teams that are big, but they're just not that quick. And then you see these real quick little guys, but they're just not that big. Well, they have size. They have speed. They have a quarterback that can throw it, and he's probably the fastest runner on their team. There's, 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 there's no way to stop these guys. Well, that's what everybody's been finding. And, and, and you and know that, how we're going to stop them? Let me just finish this way. They're 6A. We never have to play them again. Well, that, yeah. yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> we stop them by... Ending the game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's yeah, but I, I can assure you, I mean, I don't think we'll see a team, and we'll see how far Garner Valley grows in the playoffs, but but I don't think we're going to see a team. We may see a comparable team in 5A. I, I don't but think, I don't think we're going to see, see a, com- like a team in 5A that has the size, speed, and strength and, and the sca- up front in the linebacking core on both lines. This, Garnet Valley is just a very special team. Here's where team. it gets scary. We're going to watch Garner Valley play in the playoffs. And then we're going to turn around. And, you know, odds are they're not they're not going to go all the way to Hershey. So somebody's going to beat them. So as good as they are, there's going to be a better Mike, team I out wouldn't, there. I wouldn't pick bets. I, I, think I don't may, think there, there's this, not a better team in the Central League. I, I think League. this may be their year for Hershey. Trip. This team here, if they went all the way to the Hershey and played the Western State uh, champion on the Western side of PA, I would not be shocked. No, yeah, no, neither would, I, neither would I. I mean, so, you look at the stats – the stats are telling us Garnet Valley's doing to Strathaven what Strathaven normally does yeah. to every other team. They're averaging 9.3 yards a carry. Yep. Strathaven's only down at 2.9 through the air. Strathaven, that's where Strathaven's getting the most yards, 6.5 yards of completion. And Garnet Valley's up there with 15 yards of completion. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're doing and, it on both sides And a much higher completion rate, I think. What's the... Uh, completion rate is comparable. Haven's 4 of 7 and Garnet Valley's 8 of 10. So yeah, it's comparable. It's... And, and, and Haven should have. I mean, again, that pass was off a little it, bit. It was a little high in, yeah, for it was not Sutherland an easy pass on that catch. play. It's just that he was so wide open because the defender yeah. The defender slipped and it looked like. Maybe, maybe cramped. I don't cramp know what he did. Cramped or something. Yeah, because yeah. he, he, was he on ended the up ground. walking out off under his own yeah. power. Yeah. So, so we'll it's see how the second half well, goes. See yeah, if well, of course, Garner Valley is going to get the ball. So I would say the critical, the critical issue. For obvious reasons, if if Garner Valley comes running back clock, and scores, you, you we're in must mercy. Get a stop. You know what? So you T- must tonight, stop a running clock might not be a bad idea. Well, I agree with you. And 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 the <laughs> bottom line is, you know, I know there's teams we've played, and suddenly, the, you know, we're, we're just killing them, and and then they score a touchdown. and go, oh, great. You know, that means we got to score again to try to get a running clock. To, to look at the bright side of the rest of the season. Let's assume we're four and one, which I think is probably going to happen. Yeah. Four, the rest of I, our I schedule, think that's pretty safe to yeah. say. Rest, we're going to be four and one. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to reach but, my wall to take that bet. The rest but. of our schedule, there's no teams on our schedule that will be anywhere Con- near this competition. No, no. Con- Conestoga looks to be a good football team. Radner as well. Springfield next yeah. week. And then you got Pencrest. The biggest problem you have going into at least to Springfield, probably the next two games, is that. They're going to look at us and think we're vulnerable, and that you know that'll give them some impetus well, that they can be beat. 
what I want to say about this game is maybe this gives Strathaven a little chip on their shoulder. They're like, hey, we got beat up. We, we're going to come out next week swinging for the fences. We're going to do better. And beat we're somebody gonna, else up, right? We, yeah. we want to get revenge. We were, beating te- we were beating teams up in the first ha- quarter of the season, we'll say, through the first three games. We ran into a buzzsaw of a Garnet Valley team. Let's get back out there. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on the right road yeah. and the path to the to success. Well, I, I, I think you weren't here then. Pete and I were involved. When we were dealing with the team, the dynasty teams in the late 90s and the beginning of the 2000s, you know, the championships, 98, yeah. 99. I'm sorry, 99, 2000. And then um, I'm sure that the teams faced us and felt the same way that we're now feeling I, about Garnet I can Garnet tell you Valley. one team. And you know the game, up, up the late November game, we rented that that uh, car, that yeah. gray car, and we drove up to Pitchton. Yeah. We scored 35 points in the third quarter. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed them. And right. This is, this is what you can do but, with but sometimes. I, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking more, in fact, of Central League teams. You know, when Central League teams would come into to George L. King Field, or we would play them in 99 and 2000, you know, we, 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 we hadn't lost a, we had we lost had a Central Jones, League game. We had guys that, and, yeah, but, but the point was we hadn't lost a Central League game in, in years. I think, in, what, 76 Yeah, with some ridiculous number. Yeah. So, you know, they would come in and say, well, the Haven's at a different level. I mean, we'll play them, but, you know, it's just, you know, we can go on and, and take everybody else in the Central League, but we're not going to take Haven. And I, that's exactly where Garner Valley is. They're, yeah, that's what you're seeing you know, this time. I, I would be – I can't even imagine any other team giving them a challenge from what I've seen because I, I do think – we're the second best team, and again, especially uh, to they, Ridley fans, maybe you know we'll never know because we're not going to play each other. But you know, maybe they're as good. I don't know. Especially this Garnet, this well, iteration about of this, the Garnet yes, Valley. I mean, Garnet Valley has been dominant for years now, but this one may be their best. I remember they only made it to Hershey once and they lost. Yeah. So, but this could be their year. This, this is a different year. level of football team yeah. that that we've yeah, seen yeah. in the couple of years that I've been here. Yes, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Okay. Let's move on. Should we talk about the Phillies for a second? Because yeah, they're just can. teasing us. They're, they're, they've been teasing us for a while. They pull you <laughs> they're, in. They're two back, right? Two back. They're two back of the Braves. Nine, nine, nine games, games to go. go. Where, where are they going with the with the wild card? Are they in that at all? Or they're four and a half back. I think okay, they're, they're, they're out of the wild they're, they're card really, race. Their only chance is the. Uh, they're up one nothing now on the Pirates. Bottom third. And and where's the Braves? Braves are, Braves are out in San Diego. They have. Oh, they won't go play till late. They, but they, they have, got an eight o'clock fin- start yeah. for a fin- fit to finish up their game from a couple nights ago or yeah. last night, and then they have another one later tonight that starts at ten. It's so, a- so there'll be two two final scores that coming out from San yeah. Diego. So if the Phillies would win tonight and they would lose both the games, they'd be that a half would, a game. They, they'd be a game back, I think. A half. No, yeah, the half. A game half back. a game back of them with eight to go, and then they lose four more. Well, probably. And, well, they have the Braves coming up early next week. They're in Atlanta for the early part yeah, of next they week. Three and then with the Braves. And if then they, they go they to Miami. Yeah. That, yeah, that's well, a team we can't that, beat Miami. I yeah. know. That, I, well, there's probably, big, here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to beat the Braves. have a one-game lead, and then yeah. we're going to get swept by the Marlins. <laughs> and we're going to miss the playoffs. <laughs> and, because and, and we, that's it. Because the Marlins All right, are, and you heard it here first. All right, let's talk about the Eagles. Grossly disappointing last week. Yeah, that was that was disappointing, and I think uh, Nick Sirianni showed some of his rookie coaching yeah, he skills. Yeah, he had a you very know. interesting game plan. Yeah, when, you're, when you're first in goal on the one, you don't start running wide, and then bring the Philly special out in that on series. Down, yeah. You know, you just run up the middle four times. You know, so, but he learned his lesson, and you know, and, and he came out and said it. He took ownership. He said, "Yes, he did." I, I I was the problem last week. 
But no. uh, okay. it, we haven't heard for, that from any coaches Monday night, recently. This Monday night, it's going to be a very interesting game with Dallas. For sure. The Eagles will, will move the ball against Dallas, but so will Dallas move yeah. the ball against the Eagles. I, I'm looking for a, a, a game maybe in the 30s, but uh, it should be a good game. I don't, it, neither it, team should yeah. blow the I will be away. long asleep, you maybe be asleep. even before that game gets started. Yeah, but I won't. I'll be awake <laughs> yeah. the whole night. I don't miss I, a play. I may turn on the TV in my bedroom and leave it on. And just, I'll call you, know, you at I'll, midnight. I'll kill you. <laughs> and then just kind of wake up and look at the score. And if it looks like it's a close game and it's good, I'll keep watching. And if not, I'll go back to sleep. We'll see. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see it for sure. Um, well, and I guess we should talk about the Sixers for just a second. And they don't deserve on. any recognition. Well, <laughs> well we, yeah, we should mention uh, they, they hired their first female play-by-play of any of the four major teams in Philadelphia. They're the first team to hire a woman play-by-play. Her name is uh, Scott. Her name is her last name is Scott. Karen Scott is it? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know we're looking it up real quick. But I saw a, a video of her. Uh, she just, she's very good. She works. I would hope so. I mean, she's but, but she's been got, announced for the NBA. She's worked the West Coast. She's worked Kate the West. Scott. What is it? Kate Scott. Kate Scott. Kate Scott. Yeah, she's worked the West Coast. She's done Big Twelve games. She's actually said she was doing a football game tomorrow on the big out, out in the West Coast. Uh, she's done. In the Olympics, she did some of the basketball games in the Olympics, and she actually did one or two games for the Golden State Warriors. Okay. I don't remember that happening, but she said she did. Uh, I saw her this morning on the, uh, the Comcast network. They were interviewing him. Amy Padula was in there interviewing him, and she's very good. She sounds good. She's got a great voice, and, and she knows all about sports. Right. She used to beat all the boys when she was little. Well, and, and in more important news, Brian Carroll is returning to DelcoHoops.com this year. As the play-by-play, well, that, that's so. even more important than anything. <laughs> that's right. We so look we forward. Gotta, we look yeah, forward. And, to and that. he was going to apply for this NBA job, but I said, you know, I really need you to be play-by-play for Delco Hoops. Well, said, I heard. Okay, I heard Brian, Brian turned down the Sixers job because he wanted to work for the Delco Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, the money's better with Delco Hoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The money's better. For sure. I mean, where else can you make fifty bucks a game? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? More night so anyway, we're going to go to a commercial break and come back for the second half. Brian's been busy getting score updates and and uh, drying his tears, and we're all kind of psyching ourselves out for the beginning of the second half because Garner Valley gets the ball, and if Haven can't stop him, it'll be a mercy rule just like that. So you're listening to High School Football, where high school football never sounded so good on on HavenFootball.net. PNC Bank has technology to help make banking easier, like a PNC Business Line of Credit or PNC Total Auto a place online to easily find and finance the right car for you. Or PNC Home Insight, to search for a new house within your budget. PNC, make today the day. PNC Bank branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore are ready to help you with all your banking needs. Stop by and say hello. Make today the day. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with HavenFootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. You probably have a deductible of $500 on your car insurance. Why shouldn't it shrink each year you drive safely? Allstate thinks it should, down to nothing. Can you afford not to be in good hands? 
Your local Allstate agent is Steve Taub in media. Give him a call at 610-566-3500 for all your insurance needs. Welcome back to the second half of tonight's Strathaven football game. Tonight's sponsors are the Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper, true local coverage of Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding neighborhoods. Published since 1893. Steve Tobbs, Allstate Insurance and Media. Auto Home and Life. You're in good hands with Allstate. The Delaware County Daily Times. All high school sports every day. If it happens in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. AMF Auto Clinic. Taking care of your cars since 1961. Located in Brookhaven on Edgemont Avenue. PNC Bank Branches in Nether Providence and Swarthmore. Your friendly neighborhood bank. Make today the day. Sandy McCauley at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Media. Give her a call when buying or selling your home. Now back to the second half with Brian Carroll, Pete Folginetti, Andrew Kaufman, and Mike Mayer. Welcome back to George L. King Field, where in the background we still have... The Strathaven Marching Band, well over 300 kids strong playing, and uh, they get better every week. I, I know you guys uh, miss out on some of this with the halftime chatter, and I just sit here with the headphones off and uh, love every second of this. They are fantastic, and that this is following uh, a, a nice performance by Garner Valley's band as well. They came uh, with all sorts of props and, and energy there, and uh, it's uh, it's just a great night for football. Uh, Scoreboard maybe says otherwise if you're a Panther fan. Uh, trailing 28 nothing. I know you guys had plenty to say about that. Uh, but just looking around District 1 tonight, and uh, with particular interest in the Central League and particular interest at the 5A level, we're trying to get score updates uh, as things move along here. There are a few games where we do not have updates just yet. But uh, what we do know, uh, we'll share with you. Chichester... At 1-1 one and, one and had a game last week uh, not played against uh, Academy Park. Taking on 3-1 and one Kennett, Chichester's up 6-3. to three. So 3-1 three and one Kennett uh, at home tonight, trailing 6-3 to three, uh, against Chichester. Uh, up in Souderton, Souderton all over Council Rock, 21-7. Uh, while, we're, while we're up there, let's stay up there at Central Bucks West. 42 to nothing. They are all over Pensbury. So Pensbury uh, had a, a near miss last week. Uh, with, with a close game, but uh, otherwise have not scored a point through the first three weeks and now being shut out tonight. That's a mercy rule uh, taking effect in the second half there. All right, a lot closer to home. Let's come back to uh, Delaware County here. Academy Park 34, Sun Valley nothing. That game's being played 41 now to nothing. All right, so that'll be a running clock the rest of the way. That game being played uh, down in Aston at Sun Valley tonight. Um, sticking with the Del Val League, a little bit of a surprise here. 4-0 Unionville uh, takes the trip down to Prospect Park to take on 1-3 Interboro, 19-7 Interboro at half. So Unionville is a team that we've been watching in the background here say, look, they have an enormous line, uh, well coached with Pat Clark and so forth. Uh, but my goodness, uh, Interboro, who the Panthers handled quite easily in, in week one, Interboro up 19-7. This is following Interboro's near miss last Saturday morning against Chester. Uh, Chester also undefeated and making noise, but needed a miraculous 28-27 uh, miracle on the on the final play. Uh, a Hail Mary from Isaiah Freeman, uh, former Strathaven Panther, actually. 
making that throw after they put a second back on the clock. Uh, so, you know, Interboro and Chester was a, was a tight one. Interboro leading Unionville by two scores. Uh, just just interesting to watch here at the midpoint of the uh, Central League season. Coatesville uh, staying in the Chessmont for a moment. Coatesville 14, Westchester Henderson nothing was the last we heard. Uh, now closer to home in the Central League. Little bit of a surprise here. Haverford trails Marple Newtown 21 nothing at half. So uh, Haverford wheels kind of fallen off in the last couple weeks here. Uh, really, and, and, and Haverford still, uh, you know, with a loss to Strathaven, uh, lost to Ridley. to Ridley with a number of turnovers hurt them last week. And again, turnovers the issue tonight. Uh, Marple Newtown uh, taking advantage in the first half at least, up twenty-one nothing on the Fords. Um, also in the Central League, Radner, who's really struggled at the start. Uh, they're in it with Ridley. They're trailing just 28-14. Ridley scored just before halftime to make it a two-touchdown game, but that was 21-14 uh, with about a minute to go in the half. So uh, there's a close one there. Still awaiting a lower Marion and Pencrest score. We hope to get that one. Hoping for a Lansdale Catholic uh, Cardinal O'Hara score. We've not heard anything from Harriton on how their game is going with Conestoga. The other big one um, in the Central tonight, Springfield Upper Derby. So we're, not, we're waiting on that one. Up in the Suburban One League, two other scores we're hoping to get. Upper Dublin at 3-1 and one against 4-0 and oh Quakertown should be a good one. Upper Dublin is a team that, if I had a guess, they're probably going to end up with a top four uh, or five seed in the 5A playoffs. And Quakertown undefeated so far at 4-0. and oh. Penridge and North Penn, 3-1 Rams against uh, North Penn at Crawford tonight. Uh, that's, that's another two 6A powerhouses that will probably... Uh, be of interest uh, and, and scoreboard watching when you're a Garnet Valley fan, uh, watching those 6A playoff uh, pictures right. develop over the next several weeks. So we will have on the website over the next uh, several weeks some uh, playoff projections uh, as we I usually oh, start doing those right. uh, and, around and well, week course, seven or so. This weekend we should be getting the PIA numbers as well as seeds and stuff. So. Yes, yes. So uh, we are also, uh, stay tuned, we may also be, we are on the air, of course, next uh, Friday night. Uh, we're, we're at Springfield and right. then at Conestoga the next two weeks. We may also sneak one more game in there. Uh, in between. So uh, stay tuned for news on the website for that. But uh, in the meantime, the teams are out on the field and uh, ready to get this second half started. And the Panthers need a stop here to uh, keep that clock from running quickly. And uh, we've had running clocks here for most of the first month. Uh, It's been in favor of the Panthers (laughs) (laughs) for three of those games. And uh, tonight, not so much as uh, this Garnet Valley team, uh, you know, you go back to that team in 2007 that made the state finals uh, for Garnet Valley at the 3A level. They were special. Uh, Coach Ricky with seven Central League titles since then. Uh, but this group in particular, tremendous leadership. Um, you know, they're, they're doing this, and this is not a knock on the guys carrying the ball tonight. They're doing this without a 215-pound Division One fullback who runs a 4-4-5. Yeah, right. And, you know, you, you look at, at this lineup without Shane Reynolds. If they can get him back and healthy on both sides of the ball, Sean Gallagher, frankly, in a foot race, beats him, uh, is faster than him. There are some players on this team that uh, could really carry this team a long way and hoping to finally get over that hurdle uh, at the 6A level. They have not uh, put together a 4A or a 6A uh, district title. They've been darn close. Coatesville has been a 
a bugaboo for them. They lost three years in a row uh, to Coatesville to knock them out of the playoffs in it, recent years. This is a different team, though. But I think. yeah, this is uh, this group here I has. Mean, we, we've has some watched. Depth. We've watched a lot of high school football, and we were pretty impressed with Haven. And to come in and be beat as decisively so far as Garner Valley has beat Haven just puts them a step above everybody else. Charlie Shankweiler on for the first time tonight to kick the ball away. Uh, he's, he's usually busy on kicking extra points, not so much tonight. He has a teed just inside the left hash. Panthers ready to kick it deep. And Garnet Valley awaits. High end over end kickoff. This is going to come down to Gallagher at the three-yard line. He's looking for room running towards the Garnet Valley sideline and now turns a corner. Gets a nice block at the 20. Speed at the 30. 35. Shankweiler can't get him. Midfield and now it's a foot race. Gallagher, 30. 25-20, Connor with a bump and knocks him down at the four-yard line. Austin Connor tracks down one of the fastest players in the Central League. That is one heck of an effort from Connor to track him down. Give it a 94-yard kick return, I think, when they put yep. this down. Boy, that's like the Eagles game last week. You get a 91-yard play from scrimmage and don't score. Gallagher, that's his longest uh, run of the season in any direction. And, and it's going to be stopped by and, Austin Connors' tremendous effort at the, th- I guess, the three. And Havens had terrible trouble on their kickoffs. And this is just continuing. Very well blocked. I mean, he yep. caught that. He picked that ball up over near the, the pylon on the near side of the field. And he's running I, down the far side. I think line. he actually stepped into the end zone. But that's, you know, that's of no consequence. Um, but that's how far back he was. First and goal from the two. Bernard in the backfield with Saunders. Ocolo split end to the right. Busenkel under center, it's Bernard. Nope, it's Saunders, second man through, who is into the end zone for the second time tonight. Second two-yard, well, I guess that's maybe a two-yard run for uh, Saunders. He punched it in from the one just before halftime, and now just 23 seconds into the second half, we're going to end up with a running clock. That's Ryan Saunders on the touchdown. And... On for the extra point for the fifth time here is Zach Liberatore. So Saunders pounds it in. On the fantasy about the uh, the running clock being delayed. Oh, Nolan Brennan juggles well, the snap, and now what? Well, now what? Nolan Brennan's going to run around with it and then be tackled. Oh, you're going to end up mask. with a face mask. My goodness. Well, it goes from bad to worse for the Panthers. Brennan couldn't handle the snap, but you're going to end up with a penalty on the defense trying to tackle him. And so you're going to end up with a <laughs> spot foul, and they're going to redo the extra point. So they'll get another crack at it and probably put the offense back on the field to go for two here as uh, rather than, than kick it, I would guess. All right. So Panther defense <laughs> has to... Make a stop now on the extra point try. They'll march this out to the. Tw- I mean, this is a this is a kick that you would think Liberatore could make, but they're going to put this down at the, about the nine yard line after they go half the distance to the goal line for the extra point from the spot foul. Right. Yeah. All right. So spot foul and then timeout. Garnet Valley. They'll uh, talk things over right here, and I guess you know we'll keep it right here. I'm wondering yeah. if they. Uh, May want to decide if, and actually, I think Coach Ricky just wants an explanation from the officials on the spot here. Because honestly, you could kick a 26 yard extra point from here. Uh, well, that's a, it's an interesting call because you've got, you've got a, it's an extra point play and it, it failed, but then you get a, a 
a face mask penalty, which didn't affect. Well, I guess it can that, affect it. It's a very confusing play here to commentate well, on sh- up here. Yeah, you're you're going to show. I don't know what you're going to show because we really don't accumulate the yardage for the no, penalty. The, the yardage isn't going to count here because it's on right, the extra point, extra point yeah. two-point no, two try, so there's no yardage right. actually accumulated. Okay, All right, they are going to try a kick here. This is not uh, out of his range by any stretch. No. So, uh, I think Pete saw made a 50-yard field goal. All right, so this will be essentially a 27-yard Extra point try as Libertor from the right hash with Nolan Brennan to hold. 34-0 Garnet Valley and looking for number 35 right here. Snap is a good one. Ball spotted. Kick is away and right down the middle. Libertor pounds it through and we will have a running clock in the second half. Just 23 seconds into the half. Gallagher sets it up. Saunders puts the icing on the cake for Garnet Valley. Stick with us. Be back in just a moment. See if the Panther offense can... Start to get things cooking when we come back. Glad you joined us live on the archive here on havenfootball.net. Your car is probably your second biggest investment. And AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven wants to keep that investment in tip-top shape. AMF Auto Clinic has been maintaining automobiles since 1961. And they take pride in their work and in keeping your car in perfect running order. From inspections to general maintenance and repair, you can trust your auto investment to AMF Auto Clinic in Brookhaven. Call for an appointment today at 610-872-2167. Hello, everyone. I'm Ron Jaworski, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and you're listening to High School Football right here on HavenFootball.net. Garnet Valley 35, Strathaven nothing. We'll have a running clock here the rest of the way, but the Panther offense trying to keep it, keep themselves on the field here for maybe a couple of series. High end over end over end kickoff. It'll be Connor who fields it a couple yards deep in the end zone, and yet another t- touchback off the leg of Zach Liberator, who's uh, quite a weapon for uh, Garnet Valley. I mean, if you're putting. You know, you already have a, a tremendously talented and fast defense, and you give the other opposition an 80-yard field time and time again. That's a, a tough way to go. So, Haven's first second-half possession will start at their 20-yard line, 11:34 and counting to play here in the third quarter. Sam Milligan under center, and Garnet Valley with their starting defense still out there. Give is uh, to Crawford off the right side, and he'll get a couple. Maybe out to the 23, Anthony Crawford now, 40 yards rushing on 11 carries. And clock continues to run. Second down, and call it them. They're only going to give him barely the, <laughs> barely the 22 here. C.J. Wood on that last stop. Wood, uh, again, he'll... Have a family affair one more time with uh, when Garner Valley takes on Ridley in three weeks. His father, Dave, the head coach at Ridley now. I want to say this is his fifth or sixth year over there. Have to look that one up. Second down and about eight. Yeah, up the middle. This is Crawford again pushing his way out near first down yardage. I think it'll be a yard or two shy. Brings up third down and short. Give Crawford about six more. So... Checking out Sutherland, checking in Perlman as they'll bring in a two tight end set here for third down and almost three. 
Barnett Valley. Uh, I mentioned it uh, coming out of halftime. Strathaven on the road the next two weeks at Springfield and at Conestoga. We'll get the Garnet scheduled in a moment. Here on third down and two, it's Barlow. Not much doing. Steps out of a tackle, though, and he's going to be close to a first down, yeah, and I think he'll get it. it. Yep. Good second effort there by Chase. Picks up four, and that will move the sticks in the right direction there for Strathaven. It's 9.50 and counting to play here in the third quarter. Garnet Valley the next three weeks at Ridley, Radnor at home, and then Spring, uh, Haverford and Springfield and Lower Marion. So uh, Jags still at the halfway mark here. Now give is to Schuler off the right side, turn in the corner. Schuler shakes and bakes, fakes inside, bounces outside, run out of bounds on that far sideline. Good speed from Schuler, good speed from the defense, and They'll put him out of bounds where? I think, I mean, shy of the first down. 38. But still, nice seven-yard game yep, for Matt yep. Schuler on his first tote of the second half. But, but that would be a 15, 20-yard play against the near the school. I mean, yeah. it, the Jacks are just so quick moving uh, north and south and, and east and west. I mean, they just cover the field so well. So there's good uh, strength and speed training in the offseason over there with uh, Coach Hill, former powerlifting coach at Glenn Mills years ago. Here, second down and three. Motion man is Barlow, and he fired to the flat. Incomplete. Oh, had his man out here, Sutherland, but... Threw it on the inside as opposed to the outside. He threw inside, and uh, Sutherland cut outside. So a little miscommunication right there and brings up third and three. They had uh, Sutherland isolated out here in the flat. Might want to try that one again. But uh, clock continues to run, even on an incompletion here. 35-0, 35-0, Garnet Valley on top of the Panthers here at a much quieter George L. King Field than it was about an hour and a half ago. Yep, sadly enough. Third and three from their own 38. Split on the left is Sutherland. Back to pass is Milligan. Looking, looking, looking. He's going to keep it himself. Turn up field. He's stiff arm. He's got himself a first down after the 45. Nice run there for Sam. Yep. His first carry of the night goes for seven, and it'll move the sticks. Eight Garner Valley players were in on that. It we're in, in the area of the football when, when uh, Milligan finally went out of bounds. Swarm to the ball, and uh, they are doing that and then some. Again, just uh, terrific size up front, good size and speed at the linebackers, and the secondaries uh, just outstanding. There we go. Nine men in the box. Panthers give it to Barlow off the left side. Not much doing cool. there. Saunders good and friends stick. just uh, <laughs> big, big hitting right there. Nice work. By the Garnet Valley defense, Halloran and Saunders on the stop after Barlow goes for just two. Second down and eight upcoming. I'll keep you posted here if we have any other score changes elsewhere. Uh, Ridley, yep, as we heard, still still 28-14 and a half. Ridley on top of Radner. And uh, getting some scores from elsewhere around the state, but we'll keep it closer to home where we can. Second down and eight for the Panthers from the 46. Southern split end to the right. Give is to Crawford off the right side. He's going to bump his way to midfield. Gain of four for Crawford on his 13th carry of the night. He's been the busiest ball carrier for either team. And they're still running up the gut. I mean, it's... I I, <laughs> I just think I'd, I'd start standing back and just throwing the ball if I was going to see just see what you get. Although that hasn't been tremendously successful tonight. No, either. I mean, they're... Uh, you know, Milligan, four out of eight for throwing yeah. it tonight for 21 yards. Again, even the completed passes, the tackling and coverage yep. has been yep. sound. 
All right, from the midfield stripe, Panthers with a third and five. Two tight ends, wing to the left is Matt Schuler. Hard count for Milligan. Garnet Valley flinches but doesn't jump. They go Crawford up the middle for a couple. Brings up fourth down and about three. As he'll gain the 48-yard line of Garnet Valley. Clock will be inside of six minutes as Milligan jogs in the play. Oh, boy. You know, running up against the middle of Garnet Valley is like running into the jaws of an alligator. It's yeah. just, you know, I think I try to swim around or something. Running wide hasn't gone well either. No, but, but, but you have more of a chance. I mean, Here we go. Split end to the right is Sutherland. Motion man to that right side is Schuler. Nine in the box. They go to run to the right side, and Crawford will go nowhere. He'll lose a yard. They tried uh, swinging everything out uh, to the right uh, side, overload it maybe, but uh, nothing doing for Crawford. Yep. Just an excellent bit of tackling there in pursuit from the Garnet Valley defense. Call it no gain. And the Jags take over now with 529 to play here in the first half, or sorry, third quarter rather. And what do we got here? Just a couple changes on the offense. Looks like Joe Cecchio checking in at halfback. And we'll see if Busenkel or we might get Matt Maceros at quarterback. Let's see when they break the huddle. All right, this is uh, Matt Maceros, the junior in at quarterback. Split end to the right, wing to the left. And Garnet Valley first and 10 at their own 48-yard line. Maceros turns, going to toss up. Nope, going nowhere is uh, Cecchio. Nice work there by the Panthers. Who was that on the stop? Was that Green or Perlman, I think? Perlman, I think. Maybe a yard for Cecchio on his first carry. Brings up second down and about a long nine. 4.55 and counting to play here in the third. Garnet Valley with a running clock circumstance here. George L. King, 35-0. This, is, uh, this will be maybe the most lopsided uh, win we've seen for Garnet over Haven in many years. Wing to the left, split end to the right. On second down and nine. Give inside. Oh, shedding and tackles Maceros. He's still on his feet, and he'll lunge for a first down. Nice effort there from Matt. Out to the 41-yard line of Garnet Valley, of Strathaven, rather, and Maceros picks up a first down. Maceros also uh, runs track in the spring, wrestles in the fall. In the fall. And, uh, you know, speaking of wrestling, you've got a center and a guard, um, both <laughs> really successful uh, up front there for Garnet Valley. Sam DeTrolio at center is a state qualifier, and Nick Mahoney, you know, a force at, at heavyweight uh, for Garnet last, last year. So getting it done up front there are the Jags. First and 10 from the 41. They go with a toss to this right side. A little bit of running room momentarily. This is uh, Loraris who is shaking tacklers and some sloppy tackling there for yeah. the Panthers. Uh, maybe some tired arms and legs here and fresh legs in the backfield now. Yeah, tired nice. arms and legs and I think I, I think demoralized arms and legs as well. Could this be. has been tough. Alright, nine yards for the first carry of the day for Ronnie Lararis. And Ronnie picks up nine, brings up second down and one. He'll snap it from the Panther 32. 320 and counting to play here in the third. Wing to the left, two tight ends, two backs behind Matt Maceros. Sends a man in motion. This is Loraris who will push his way for first down yardage inside the 30 and not too much more. He'll put it down at the 27. So gain of five more as Panthers swarm 
pretty quickly there. All right, Springfield leading Upper Darby seven to nothing at half. Uh, was the last update there from our friend Willie McGonigal. And uh, Garnet Valley, I'm sorry, uh, well, well, after this play, we'll, we'll update something else here. All right, wing to the left and receiver to the left. Miss Harris under center on first and ten. They toss to the left side. This is Larraris trying to stretch it out, and the Panthers do a pretty good job there, but still picking up four or five yards down near the 21-yard line is Ronnie Larraris. 5'8", 140-pound sophomore. Fuskis on the stop for the Panthers, and clock ticks. Well, Mike, you know, you get to the halfway point of the season at 4-1. and one. Panthers probably would take that. Almost, uh, oh, they're not going to like that later tonight, but I think uh, you wake up tomorrow and say, okay, let's this, go. Ready, right. uh, this ready is going to sting, and this is, like I said, last time we've got to face these guys. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. Second and five. From the Panthers, 22, Maceros on the counter, looking for room as Westberg off the left side, and he's wrapped up. After a short gain, he'll be shy of the sticks there, maybe three yards on the first carry of the night for Jack Westberg. Brings up third down and two. So, again, Garnet Valley, you know, North Penn, Downingtown East maybe. East, uh, you know, speaking of Downingtown East, that should be an interesting game uh, tomorrow. Uh, Downingtown East and Ruston. Uh, that, that could be a good one over in the Chessmont. Downtown East undefeated, Rustin at 2-1, and, uh, and and probably going to be a top-eight type seed in 5A. That, that could be interesting. Here, third and two for the Jaguars from the Panther 19. Jet sweep to Westberg off the left side. It dances his way into the secondary, down the far sideline, and into the end zone. Jack Westberg mm. punches it in from the 19-yard mark. And it's suddenly 41-0, extra point pending. That's the second rushing touchdown on the season for Westberg, the junior. And from 19 yards out, the, uh, again, some of the starters still in on the offensive line for Garnet Valley, but essentially your second team skill guys take it in from the 48-yard line after the Panthers were stopped on downs. So 58 seconds to play here in the third quarter. Zach Libertour on for his sixth extra point try of the evening. Nolan Brennan to hold. He digs it out, puts it down. Ball is up and through. Libertour six for six. And Garnet Valley has yet to be stopped since uh, really the first series of the game. Absolutely. All right, so stick with us. Be back in just a moment. Panther offense coming back on the field when we're come back on HavenFootball.net. This broadcast is copyrighted by HavenFootball.net for the private use of our listening audience. Any other use or reproduction of this broadcast without HavenFootball.net's consent is prohibited. Hi, everyone. This is Greg Murphy from the Phillies broadcast team where high school football never sounded so good, right here at havenfootball.net. Jack Westberg's second rushing touchdown of the season for Garnet Valley has stretched the lead now to 42-0. Panthers will uh, lick their wounds after this one and just say sometimes you, you know, just run into bigger, stronger, faster. And uh, the execution tonight for Garnet Valley on top of that, just outstanding. Max Boozenkelf will finish 8 of 10 for 121 yards, throwing it. 
and uh, including a touchdown pass. They've mixed it up. Uh, I mentioned in a, a tweet during halftime, they had 286 yards of offense just in the first half alone, <laughs> and it was almost equally balanced between rushing and passing yards. It was a pretty tremendous performance here. All right, and they're going to get another touchback off the leg of Liberator as uh, Barlow was ready to rock and roll with yeah. that, but uh, had a foot a yard deep in the end zone, and referee blows it dead. And Haven yeah. will once again start at their 20-yard line. High school football, you cannot run it out of the end zone. So, again, quite a weapon here for Garnet Valley special teams with a, a leg like that. Clock is running now, 53-52 seconds and counting to play here in the third quarter. Panthers moving right to left. Milligan under center. Wing T behind him. And on the uh, back to pass. Firing it is Sutherland. Oh. Incomplete. Oh, wow. They faked everybody out. Sutherland was way behind the defense. And incomplete it falls. Second and ten upcoming. I tell you, the, you know, it, as, as superior as Garner Valley is as a team, the few occasions that, that Strathaven has had to, to turn a, a bit of a corner just to get a score, just it ha, has not been their night. You know, yep. it's it's just one of those heartbreakers that, yeah, I mean, none of these things would have made any difference uh, in, in the results. You know, you would still yeah. lose the game, but I think it would have made a little bit of yep. difference. In, there, were, there were chances to make some big plays in yep. the passing game tonight. All right, that will come to the end of the third quarter. As uh, Again, terrific fake, terrific play design there for the Panthers. Just couldn't quite execute it, so uh, they'll try it on second down when we come back. Stick with us. Glad you're listening to live high school football right here on havenfootball.net. The Swarthmoreian Weekly Newspaper has partnered up with havenfootball.net. The Swarthmoreian was established in 1893 and is a true community newspaper and covers the Wallingford-Swarthmore School District as well as events in Swarthmore, Wallingford, and surrounding communities. Get your copy every Friday at 320 Market or Swarthmore Co-op or call 610-543-0900 for a mailed subscription. For all the local news, read the Swarthmoreian every week. This is Ralph Lawler of the L.A. Clippers, and you're listening to High School Football on HavenFootball.net. Fourth quarter action, ready to begin here. Brian Carroll on play-by-play. Mike Mayer with the color commentary and engineering and everything else on HavenFootball.net. Stats and spotting. Thanks again to Pete and Andrew. And ready to go here, second and ten. The Panthers moving left to right as we start this fourth quarter. From the 20, it's Matt Schuler with running room momentarily. Hurdles a man at the line of scrimmage, carrying tacklers out to first down yardage. Nice work there by Matt Schuler as Garnet Valley with uh, some new names and faces on the field here. Oh, Schuler's down. There and Schuler is down here after an 11-yard gain. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that. And uh, this might have Coach Clancy. Uh, this hopefully a, is a cramp. cramp. Okay. Yep, it's a cramp. Everybody with a sigh of relief oh, saying, okay, baby. that might I be mean, Matt Schuler's last uh, play of the night. I yeah, I, I, you know, I would – I mean, you don't want to take out too many starters – but I think your running backs are probably somebody. Uh, let the kids get in and get a chance to run up against some really good tackling and yeah. experience things. Because to get somebody hurt in a game in an effort like this, it's kind of like, come on, guys. You want to get yeah. something going on on offense. You'd like to feel like, okay, we we aren't going to get shut out on our home field here. But uh, again, there are other battles to fight, namely seven days from now against a hungry Springfield team. 
who leads Upper Darby at half, 7-0 last we heard. A uh, couple other quick score updates. Mar- uh, Marple Newtown had a bad punt snap, uh, so it's 21-2 after a safety, and Haverford now takes over at the Marple 46-yard line to start the third quarter, basically. So a uh, little life there for Haverford, and maybe they can turn things around there. Unionville uh, has cut the lead uh, to 19-14, so Interboro leading Unionville 19-14. Here, first and 10 for the Panthers. Back to passes. Milligan, nope, it's going to be an option. He's going to keep it uh, with a little bit of running room off this right side. Not much else. As number 15, Jack Westberg, there to meet him on the edge. Brings up second down and about eight. That was after a- maybe a couple for... Milligan. And that was a solid open field tackle. I mean, that really was a nice stance. Turned uh, turned his shoulders inside. So look, you're just not getting the edge here. You <laughs> have to go uh, run past 10 of my teammates. And yeah. Milligan took him on, but nice work by Westberg on the stop. Second down and eight from the 34. Wing to the left, two tight ends in front of Milligan. It's Crawford straight up the middle. He'll bang his way across the 40 out to the 41. Gain of seven more for the big fullback. Up to 59 on the evening on 16 carries, well below his or anybody else's average coming into tonight. But uh, again, no shame in that running against uh, essentially a brick wall. This Garner Valley defense allowing just 10 points per game coming in, and uh, it's well short of that tonight. Third and one from the 41. Give is to Crawford, first down yardage off the right side. He'll lunge across the 46 for a gain of five more. So the Panthers will very likely <laughs> fall uh, to 1-10 all-time against Garnet Valley. That lone yep. win still hanging on back there at, in 2010. Garnet Valley with some substitutions now. Matt Rickey into the game in the secondary at safety. Matt Wiesendanger on the defensive line. We'll get to some other subs in a moment. They go with a toss play to the left side. This is Chase Barlow with a little bit of running room and into Garnet Valley territory at the 47-yard line. Nice work for Barlow on a gain of seven. So Panthers will not love the stat sheet tonight. Uh, they, no, I'm thinking to myself, what do I do for the play of the game? Well, there's, uh, I have a couple in mind. We won't spoil it here, but uh, okay. with 9.25 and counting to play in the fourth, it's been slim picking so far. Second down and three as Garnet Valley leading 42 nothing. And Milligan under center. Give is to Barlow. Runs into his own man. Or Connor, rather. Runs into his own man. Good penetration from the Garnet defense that time. And he'll lose maybe a yard or so which, back to the 48. Which is why he ran into his own man. Because his blocker, the lineman, got jammed back about four, two yards long. Jake Krautzel. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got you. Jake Krautzel uh, with a good, good push there for Garnet Valley. And we'll bring up third down and about four. From the Garnet Valley, 48-yard line. Two tight ends and a wing tee behind Milligan. Play fake and now rolling to his right as Milligan stops. Fakes a jump pass, still on his feet. Does float it to Crawford. Now incomplete. Incomplete. Oh, Milligan trying to make some magic there with uh, really no room to run and not much uh, open. But incomplete it falls. And Milligan, who started the night, three of his first four, now just four of ten overall. As, uh, again, some missed opportunities there. Just hey, sometimes it's a game of inches. And, uh, yeah, it's it just it's just the way the game's gone for for Haven tonight. They've been you know 
absolutely taken apart relative to a superior Garner Valley team. And even the stuff they do well is just not going their way. It's just one of those nights. Of course, when you're getting beat like this, it's good to have a night like that because why have a night like that against somebody that's in a more competitive situation? Fourth and four. Give us to Crawford off the right side. He'll have a first down and then some. He'll carry some tacklers inside the 40 down to the 38. So give Crawford 10 more on his 18th carry of the night. He's been busy. That'll move the sticks. Clock ticks. 7.30 and counting to play here in regulation. Panthers again trailing by 42. They're trying to put a something other than a round number on the scoreboard right now. And they break the huddle with a tight end to the right, end to the left. Wing to the right is Barlow. Connor and Crawford in the backfield. This is Austin Connor with a little bit of a running room momentarily, but mm. it closes quickly. Nice yes, job there by the Garner Valley defense. Much of the second teamers in there at this point. Carter Wilson in on the stop along with number 18, Eddie Eddie Daughter. I can't believe Eddie's a senior already. Dating yourself? I am because uh, he used to be my neighbor. I remember (laughs) when he was born. (laughs) And now he is a senior. His uh, youngest brother is a freshman. And uh, the oldest one's a couple years graduated now. All right, second down and seven. This is Barlow off the left side. He'll push for a few more. Still second, third Ooh. effort. Shakes a tackle. Excellent, excellent leg drive there from Barlow. That play should have been over five seconds ago. Absolutely, and, and six yards ago. Excellent job there for Chase off that left side. Again, Panthers, are they are battling. Yeah, it's all pride now. Just, just you know, they also know they're up against a lot of second stringers, and they're saying, uh, we got to have some success here. Clock ticks. 5.55 and counting to play here in the fourth quarter. Strathaven will snap it from the Garnet Valley, 32 at the left hash. Milligan back to pass. Look, going to keep it himself. Turning the corner on this edge. Looking for running room. Steps across the 20 and tumbles down to about the 16. Sam Milligan on the keeper. They're going to mark him down at about the 19. Still 13 more yards for Milligan. And it brings up another first down for the Panthers. Uh, Strath, uh, uh, another score update that I said we'd come back to, never quite did. Haverford now has cut the lead on Marple Newtown. 21-9. to nine. Uh, Extra point is good, so 21-9. Still eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Long way to go there. Here, give us to Austin Connor on first down. Not much good doing. Good tackle. Excellent tackle there by 19, Joe Cecchio, the junior linebacker. Uh, yet another wrestler. Uh, uh, yeah, here's, here's, the other, here's the other thing I'll say. For both of these schools, you look at this, and there are very, very few kids out there that are not multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. We talk all the time about, you know, Farabaugh and Barlow on the, on the wrestling and, and what that does for them. And then we talk about uh, you know, Crawford as well. Matt Schuler, tremendous basketball player. Here, this is Crawford off the right side. He barrels his way down inside the 15 to the 13. Um, you know, these guys are on the track. They're, they're doing a little bit of everything. And they're all, a lot of them play baseball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Milligan does, uh, he's a three-sport guy. Um, and Garnet Valley the same. You know, we mentioned you've got four or five kids there, um, you know, 
planning to play in college, uh, whether it's lacrosse or in, in Shane Reynolds' case, football at, at Navy. Matt Rickey is very likely to wrestle uh, at either Army or Navy. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's great to see all these kids doing more than one thing. Third and five. Off the left side, this is Crawford banging his way inside the 10, inside the five. It'll be first and goal from the Panthers when they unpile as he takes it 10 more yards down to the four. Nice work there by Anthony Crawford, who's suddenly up to you know, 90-some yards here. Yep, I mean, it, when you're on the, the wrong end of the score, it's nice to see the effort by the kids that yep. are playing and, you know, not giving up and, and knowing this is not going to be a win, but let's just keep playing, and now it's a win to get a score. First and goal from the five. Gives to Chase Barlow off the left side, spins through one tackle, two tackles, and drives his way into the end zone. Chase Barlow's 10th rushing touchdown of the season. And a little noise, actually a lot of noise, frankly, from the people in front of us here. The home side gets to make uh, some noise here with just 3.09 to play in regulation. Chase Barlow takes it in for the Panthers' first score of the evening. Five-yard run. For the senior. Extra point on the way from Shankweiler. It is long enough. It is good. And then there's a flag that comes in late. So let's see here. They may need to try this again, or is it something they'll enforce on the kickoff? This will stop the clock momentarily. Uh, so Barlow's five-yard run, again, his ninth rushing touchdown of the season. He has just 37 okay, on the kickoff. Yep. And they'll enforce this on the kickoff against, uh, I didn't see who the call was against, but alright, we'll figure that out after the Gar- it's a Garnet Valley penalty. Stratton be kicking off when we come back. The Panthers on the board. Glad you're with us on HavenFootball.net. Selling or buying a home is serious business, and for serious business the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Sandy McCulley has almost 20 years of real estate experience and is a seller representative specialist as well as a certified residential specialist. Sandy specializes in both Delaware and Chester County real estate. Sandy conveniently works out of the Media Berkshire Hathaway Home Marketing Center in Media. Let Sandy's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Give Sandy a call at 610-368-6641. This is Keith Jackson reminding you you're listening to High School Football right here on havenfootball.net. Well, running clock circumstance here means that uh, Strathaven is, uh, this game's going a lot faster than we had anticipated, but either way, Good to see the Panthers get on the board late in this one here. You're going to get a personal foul penalty against Garnet Valley on the extra point, which uh, means somebody's in the doghouse on the far sideline, but not much else to complain about if you're a Jaguar fan. 42-7 now after Chase Barlow punches it in for the Panthers on his 10th carry of the night. Charlie Shankweiler will kick it off for just the second time this evening. <laughs> Hard to, you know, the contrast of the first four weeks versus tonight is... Uh, palatable. High end over and kickoff. This is going to be a touchback as it goes uh, a couple yards behind that end line and uh, well out of the end zone. Nice work by Shankweiler as Garnet Valley's offense comes out on the field at the 20-yard line. The Panthers with some substitutions now on defense as well. Uh, Number 56, Cole Miller into the game along with uh, who else is uh, checked in out there? 
All right. Well, you got Ryan Henry out there, Brendan Miller, Evan Menekers on the corner. Got uh, quite a few changes there on the Panther defense after an 80-yard scoring drive for the offense. All right. Clock ticks. 2.50 and counting to play here in the fourth. Matt Maceres under center for the Jags. They're going to give it off the right side. This is Joe Cecchio who takes it out across the 20 to the 25. Joe Cecchio is, uh, again, a guy they'll count on next year as well. Clock ticks, 225 and counting to play. Panthers, just that 225 from falling to 4-1 and one on the season. Garner Valley will move to 5-0 and oh, uh, and set up another showdown next week with the only remaining undefeated team, or so it looks right now. Ridley leads 31-14 midway through the third over Radner. Second and five. Give inside. This is the first man through and carrying tacklers. Ooh, I believe this is Cecchio, and he'll be wrapped up, but not before he picks up the 36th yard line. Is that 19 again? Yeah. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. Standing up. That's Lararis. Nice work by Ronnie Lararis out to the 36. A gain of 11. And another Jaguar first down as we're inside of two minutes to play here in the fourth. Uh, so, yes, Ridley over Radner. Ridley, if that score holds... Uh, at 31-14, uh, then Ridley would move to 5-0 and as well. So it's right. a showdown over at Phil Marion Field. Burnett Valley and Ridley battling for first place in the Central. Victory formation here for Garnet Valley. Maceres takes a snap, takes a knee, and the clock will continue to tick uh, with second down upcoming. Ricky is such a class act. He could easily run another player, too, and nobody would say anything. But Yep, it's... Uh, Again, one of the reasons, and, you know, look, for all of the 6A talk, and they're a big school, this is one of the smallest 6A schools. They are barely a 6A school. So the idea of just, well, you have more kids, uh, it's not just that. <laughs> that team over there, they've built something, uh, and, and Coach Ricky and his staff has a lot to do with it. They've built something where they're saying, look, come out and play football. It's not, I, I, it's not unlike what Jack Hunts used to do here with the band. With the band, right. What do you mean you're well, not in the band? Uh, well, what do you mean you're not playing football? And they just they, they said, look, everybody on board, and um, it's it's turned into quite a powerhouse over I mean, there. look, Upper Darby's a 6A school. They, they don't with have a, about twice we, as many right. boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not, I mean, yeah. it's a way to define competition, but it doesn't always work. None of these right. processes work right. all the time. Right. It's just the best chance to make them more of a level playing field. But yep. You know, I remember when we took on Hopewell in, in Hershey. That was the biggest fight for it was 3A school at the time. Yeah. Biggest 3A school I ever saw in my life. Yeah, right. But, you know, <laughs> it's just luck of the draw. Yep. But, uh, again, it's been more than luck here for the Jaguars. They handle Strathaven tonight 42-7 as the clock has struck zero. And 5-0, and Coach Ricky gets uh, his, in his swan song season, gets one more win over the Panthers here at George L. King Field. Panthers will bounce back next week, though, with Springfield. We'll be back in just a moment to talk about the schedule ahead. we reached the midway point on the 2021 season already. Panthers in pretty good shape. They'll lick their wounds tonight, but uh, we have a lot more to say in the weeks ahead. So stick with us. Be back in just a moment for a quick wrap-up and plans for the next few days on HavenFootball.net. Nobody covers the Delaware County high school sports scene like the Delaware County Daily Times. No matter what the season or the type of sport, football to soccer to lacrosse to wrestling to track to basketball and baseball, virtually every high school sport for every high school in the Delaware County. For complete coverage of today's games, pick up your copy of the Delaware County Daily Times wherever newspapers are sold or go online at www. 
www.delcotimes.com. If it happened in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Hey fans, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you are listening to High School Football right here at havenfootball.net. Welcome back to George L. King Field here in Wallingford. Beautiful night for football. Panthers will go home unhappy for the first time in 2021. 42-7, Garnet Valley. Uh, they were, uh, honestly, first quarter. Uh, both teams start the game with uh, three and outs, and then they traded turnovers here and there, but Ultimately, the Garner Valley offense just uh, too explosive and, and the defense uh, even more impressive than the offense, frankly. Uh, the speed and strength up front they have on defense is, uh, and beyond that, they are well coached. Not too many things tricked them tonight. No, nothing at all. They, you know, they had a fumble and they, you know, they, they broke some coverage and, you know, there were some other issues. So it wasn't a perfect game. So what? 42-7 close enough. So. Yeah, and Haven really didn't do anything wrong. They were just outgunned, outmanned, outsped. Outsped, is that a word? In any sure. event. <laughs> um, you know, they just they ran into a team that was much better than them. They, these guys could play each other 100 times over the next 100 weeks, and, and I don't think Haven would have a shot, you know, it, unless there was a lot of injuries on Garner Valley side. So it just happens. You run into a much better team. And taking a loss from a much better team, while it hurts because you always want to win, that's a much better feeling than, than losing one like we've done against some teams that we should have won that. Yes, and we just, correct. it was inopportune moments or just some poor playing or poor decision making. So, you know, this is a loss. Good. Now let's not lose another one in league play for the rest of the season. And let's start training and pushing ourselves to be, uh, uh, to be ready for the playoffs. So, you know, that's what it's about. Um, this was a, you know, we all went into this game thinking, we don't know if we can win this, but we'd like to keep it close. Well, we were wrong on both counts. So, you know, um, we didn't keep it close, and it certainly uh, was not a win. So, you know, it is what it is, and uh, and we'll live with it, and we'll move on. And uh, like I said, you learn more from losing than you do from winning. So this will be a stiffener for everybody. And now next week is Springfield, so let's start working towards that. Start working towards that, indeed. The Panthers try to get that running game back on track and still hopefully continue to make progress in the passing game. And, uh, we'll see how Springfield does with uh, Upper Darby tonight. They were leading 7 nothing last we heard, but that was quite a while ago. I don't know that we have a, an update since. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll see if the Springfield's coming in at 2-3 and three or 3-2. Three and two. Either way, it'll be a challenge for the Panthers uh, to be on the road for the next two weeks against two very solid teams, Springfield and Conestoga. So this stretch of the season uh, may be their, their toughest, uh, this one tonight and the next two on the road before you get some... Uh, you know, home cooking back here on uh, on George L. King Field in three weeks. So stick with us uh, over the next few days. Again, we may have uh, some news about additional broadcast possibilities uh, as we, we talk uh, over the next few days. But, uh, again, in the meantime, expect to hear from us at 645 for the varsity next Friday night, 7 p.m. kickoff over on Leamy Avenue in Springfield. And... Um, in the meantime, we'll come up with stats and articles and play of the game and all of those other wonderful things that uh, Mike puts together so wonderfully all throughout the year. So for Pete Fulginetti and Andrew Coffin, thank you again for the fantastic efforts with stats, spotting, and halftime chatter. To Pat Clancy for getting everything set up for us here in the booth. And uh, for all of you listening uh, at home live around the archive. Mike Mayer, fantastic job as always with the website and the broadcast. And we'll sign off one more time tonight. 
42 to 7. Garnet Valley on top of Strathaven tonight, but we'll be back in seven days for Springfield. Brian Carroll signing off, everybody. Good night, everyone, and great football. This internet broadcast has been a production of HavenFootball.net Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Thanks for listening, and good night. Thank you.